Let's start the show. It's March 29th, 2012. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. That was a pregnant pause. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, Norman Chan. How are you doing over there, Norm? I'm doing fine. I'm not going to talk about what you're wearing, but you've been wearing that a lot lately. It's my comfort clothes. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that that I'm working at home, I just... You're wubby? Put on pants and put on a hoodie, and I'm comfortable. So uh, one of the things, Gary Witta, also joining us as always. Uh, Gary, how are you doing today, sir? I'm well, thank you. I'm Uh, the opposite. I had to put on clothes to come out of the house. Yeah. Because even though I'm used to working, like, pants... That's that's actually that's quite thing, I, I, for me. I put on the bare minimum that's acceptable to still leave the house if I have to to get coffee, right? You know, but I'm not going to fancy up and put on a nice shirt or anything. Yeah. So I, I've, I've gone the other way though. I've I'll I'll just wear my like pajamas or whatever around the house and then yeah. end up and then next thing you know I'm at the market in my pajamas. <laughs> so yeah, I came over to pick up a camera or something from your house the other day, and this was the day after, maybe two or three days after Gary had given us the talk about how important it was when you work at home to like maintain a regular kind of clothing, like make sure you wear pants and, and aren't just Well, I told you that was an advice that people give. I didn't tell you that I followed <laughs> oh, it myself. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> an important clarification. Full, full, full pajama gear? He was he was wearing uh, some flannel sweatpants. A little glimpse into my world. Yeah. Wow. As, I long, as long as your shirt didn't match the pants, then you don't look like an insane person. You mean, well, you mean like uh, if you're wearing Don Draper pajamas? Well, if you're wearing like, you know, I have pink, Don Draper pink sweatpants and a pink shirt, you would look crazy. Well, what if they're matching? What if it's like a juicy outfit with a little jacket and, and some Still pants crazy. that have juicy written Still on the ass? Still crazy. Do guys wear, they don't make guys sweatpants with words written on the ass, do they? What on the crotch? Well, that'd be even even worse, I think. Um, so, so yeah, Norm, you're wearing your, your, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about comfortable nope. hoodie. Yeah. Come on. New, yep, yep. new, uh, new regime. We have new, so much to talk about. Today. We have, we have a lot to talk about. Um, first off I went, I, well, I drove someplace and picked some stuff up that I can't talk about, but I do want to talk about Alan Turing because radio lab did an Alan Turing, uh, episode that I had listened to. It's a, like four or five days old at this point. I think I'm behind like two weeks on that because. With no commute, I, I don't have podcast time anymore. I know. Well, I got to drive back and forth to your house twice yesterday, which ah. gave me a lot of time to catch up on podcasts. Was um, it a full episode or was it one of those shorts? It was one of the short ones, but it seemed okay. like it was about 40 minutes, 35 minutes. That's however. a short one. Well, they, That's like, a full one. The intro said it was short and then it was long. So I don't know exactly where that leaves it. But it was it was really good. I already posted it. Um, it basically runs through the short, short, short version of Alan Turing's life. And he t- they talked to uh, James Gleek. And um, uh, some woman who wrote a novel about Alan Turing and, and somebody else. Uh, it's it was a really good episode. Definitely one of the better ones I've heard, and, and that's kind of saying a lot because you know, a lot of people good. actually don't know who Alan Turing is. So Alan Turing is the father of modern com- computing. Uh, he's the guy who made the invisible invisible machine. He's a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made he British made, British British. Yes. yes, another great British contribution to the world. Yes, yes. He several accomplishments. Uh, he, well, he, so he invented in his head mm-hmm. the imaginary the Turing machine, which yes. is what all computers are derived from. Infinite basically. computational device. And exactly. even people that haven't heard of Alan Turing have almost certainly heard of the Turing test. Yes. Mm-hmm. In popular culture, that's very right. – it's pretty but, well but usually the pop culture version gets a little bit wrong. Absolutely. 
Um, so the Turing test is the idea that a machine that's indistinguishable from a human being uh, in, in, a, conversation. in a controlled conversational uh, situation mm-hmm. is essentially sentient. That like he that's his definition of sentience, which is wrong, right? As, as what is the real of definition of sentience? Norm? We don't know. That's still that's still up for debate. So you talk to some someone who had a cognitive science major. You had a cognitive science oh, major. Right. Hey, if you want a crash course in this, go watch uh, The Measure of a Man, Star Trek. What's that? <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they put data on trial to see if, if Starfleet has the right well to disassemble done. him. Wow. Yeah. No, it's a, no, it's, it's a great it's, episode. It's one of the great two. episodes that really oh, does delve the, into these issues. That's true. It's yeah. very interesting. We watched that on the, on the, on the, the endurance marathon. run. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, Turing's other fantastic contribution is one of the key figures in cracking the uh, Nazi Enigma codes during that's World right. War II. Yeah. So it's all kind of related. The, the, Nazi, the Nazi codes, he, the, the, the bomb... How does he pronounce that? It's a it's B O M B E, but it was what the first kind of computational engines that they made were with vacuum tubes and all that stuff. Right. Um, and they actually just rebuilt one at Bletchley Park, which is where uh, the place in England, kind of between Oxford and someplace else, I can't right, remember. Right. Uh, where they where they did all the kind of code breaking stuff and signals and uh, interception stuff. Yeah. It's actually quite a tragic story. Well, and, the, yeah. and of course, the the, the the human part of it, of course, is that he was uh, terribly and unfairly persecuted for being gay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's really the, the the really tragic part of his life. Yeah, yeah to the point that he uh, that he. Well, I mean, no spoilers, but you should listen to the episode of Radio Lab. It's it's linked on Tested right now. Yeah, and there's a big um, there's a big Hollywood feature film about the life of Alan Turing in the works as well. Yeah, I didn't know Isn't that. A, that's awesome. Uh, DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio. I think is oh, it's perfect. Is either playing him or is at least involved as a producer. But they are. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do the big splashy yeah. beautiful like mind the, type version of his story. Well, it's a good story. I mean, there's there's it's like if it weren't somebody's life, it would be an amazing story because it's it's an amazing story. There's tragedy and triumph. Yeah, it's in the tragedy. Whole nine yards. There's a personal about persecution and. Yeah. Yeah. fascinating World War II history and mathematics and science. It's just really interesting. It's good stuff. It really is like Beautiful Mind plus J. Edgar. But better. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. better than both of those films combined, yeah. I would hope. Well, I hope, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's just jump, jump right in the news. We got a bunch of stuff this week. Uh, I'm going to get the rumors out of the way up front because I think that I don't want to spend much time on them and I think we can just hammer okay. through this real fast. Sure. Uh, PlayStation 4 rumor. Yeah. You know a, what? The, okay, so Kotaku posted this story and Posted is implies a, like that it was just up one post and then that was all they discussed about it. I would say that they've been flogging it. Sure, and uh, I don't think they would have done it without being you know, at least a little confident in their source. They said it did come from a source who has provided you know uh, correct information in the past. And the interesting thing is the name of uh, the next PlayStation that they say it could be a code name. The Albion. Um, no. The that'd Orion? Be, that'd, that'd be very cool. Let's call the Albion. Well, I like that be, too. Yeah. The Albion, Albion means England. But it also is the name of the fictional Wonderland in Fable games. That's Yes, which because, is, because, because they're designed their, by British people. Right. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, what's I like it called, it's very, very, very kind of anglophilic um, yeah. feel to this podcast already. I'm loving it. Yeah, well, uh, next time I should have made tea for you guys instead of coffee. This by the way, just as, a, just as a kind of programming note, I'm, I'm going to attempt... Uh, purely as an intellectual exercise to uh, not use any salty language this entire show. Are you kidding me? We'll see how we okay. see. Right. We'll see how we do. Just, I just, just, just want to see if I can do it. Be clever and filthy, not overt and filthy. The next PlayStation. Oh, hold on, I, I got to do the disclaimer. Oh gosh, this okay. is only a test. It's not a show for children. If you are a child, turn off this show right now. If you are an adult with children in the car, turn off this show right now. Yes, because you know when but children. Because well, we you know when children hear that, with that's the first child, thing they the do. The mind of a child. That's probably okay. Means, yeah. Continue listening. Of yeah. course. Yeah. When you say to a child, this isn't for you, the first thing they say is, oh, absolutely, you're right. I shouldn't listen to I this. I should turn this off. I'm really, in my bed right I, now. I noticed something that we're the top ranked, top ranked explicit podcast in technology. 
Oh, well, maybe you should keep swearing. Then. Yeah. We're, we <laughs> the only thing, we're, the only thing we're the best at. <laughs> Lean into spot. it, guys. Lean into it. Uh, Norm, you were saying? Okay, so the next PlayStation, the rumored name is the Orbis. That's a terrible name. Like Roy mm-hmm. Orbis-un? The Orbis. Is it going to be a sphere? Is it not going to be a box? It's going to be round? and Is it going to be just a ball that you plug into your TV? So here, here's the info from uh, Kotaku's rumor. Uh, well, remember the PlayStation 9? In those ads, it was spherical. Remember? Oh, oh you're right. Shadowing. It was like a, it was like a like a like Floating a sphere, sphere, like a David Bowie labyrinth. Yeah. mirror mm. crystal sphere thing. Who wouldn't want that? I want. I want. I want it now. I want a Fushigi <laughs> console. Yes. Yes. I want to manipulate my. <laughs> that, balls. That's your uh, six axis. Yeah. Exactly. Three sixty axis. I'm just what what uh, you grab my game by the ball. That's all. All there is to it. That's right. Have my grab your game by the ball. There you <laughs> right. go, Sony. We just did your job for you. Yeah. Check, well, you're welcome, it, Sony. The in- invoice is in the mail. <laughs> yeah. AMD X eighty six X sixty four processor. I'm sorry, uh, and then also wow. a Southern Islands GPU, which is uh, what the current uh, seventy eight hundred series uh, cards are. Based so it's on last right gen now. technology. Well, cur- current. Oh, current gen. Current technology. gen technology. Sorry, seventy seven thousand series. Um, and they say that uh, developers, select developers, have already received development kits. Uh, SDKs at GDC. Okay, um, which is would explain. Know why the rumor is coming up now. Um, they're also saying that it won't be backward compatible with uh, backwards compatible with PlayStation Three or previous PlayStation. Wow, no one cares about that anymore. No, yeah, I do. You remember? You remember when the last generation came in and there was some issues about backward compatibility and everyone went crazy about it? Like, well, I want to be able to play my old games. Nobody cares anymore, right? I, I remember buying the PlayStation Three Metal Gear Solid version because it was going to be the last PS Three. That's with the same one I bought too. Hardware compatibility. Uh, and not just emulated backwards compatibility. I played Katamari. And I have not played a single PS2 game on it. Yeah. Eco I because they look the terrible. Class. Plus, it, it's less of a you know it matters less now because it's all in your PSN account anyway. All your downloaded games, downloaded and presumably games. you can just download well, the games. Well, but which, it's not backwards which, compatible, which leads, which leads us kind of into yes. the into what really is causing all the controversy. Yeah. So the big thing though, because hardware specs, who cares? All we care about is game performance. Oh, and also, no, I, I care I, about I, hardware specs, but the, the big hardware spec though is that and and this. Uh, absolutely possible with HDMI DisplayPort and these GPUs is that the max output for this this console, which presumably will come out holiday 2013, is going to be a 4K resolution, uh, which means 3D. I HDMI didn't go over 1080. Uh, HDMI 1.4A yes. or whatever the current oh, because it'll okay. do 1080. It'll do 2080 uh, for, uh, for for 3D. 3D. Oh, okay, and at, but is it? A, that's only 24 hertz, right? I'm not sure how many hertz. So of course, but of course, we need 4K TVs for that. So. If the if the console comes out uh, 2013, end of 2013, and we're talking about 2014 CES, we already saw 4K TVs. Yeah, 4K. CES. We know this stuff is. You'll coming. be able to buy them next year. year. Yeah, uh, I, I could totally see 4K being a big push. I mean, they're not going to actually render at 4K. It'll probably just scale up to 4K, right. just like games right now render at 720 and scale up to 1080. But I mean, we, we saw the benefit. Of, we saw the the 1080p content. The scale is great. 4K. They're, if you have a good great. scaler, and Sony yeah. is good at making scalers. Yeah. It'll look okay. I absolutely believe it. And plus, they could also sell you know 3D at 1080p uh, with that GPU. Things I don't care about. Well, things yeah, that Sony new about. new console will be more powerful than old console. Shocker. Yeah. Um, the real controversy, and I personally think it's a storm in a teacup, is and and we saw this Explain already. Storm in a teacup. Storm please. in a teacup basically means you're making a big deal out of something that's ultimately a not going to. No. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't know how that analogy is any clearer than the other one, but. 
Well, I'd heard Mountain Out of a Molehill. You never heard Storm in a Teacup? Which is very British, you see. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like an Asian version of that. But it's it's quite quite a quaint metaphor. It's like out of a dragon. It's like a storm. You you imagine a raging storm, and then you pull out, and you realize that the scale of it is actually very small because it's taking place in a teacup. And it's quite a nice metaphor. uh, Okay, I understand now. Um, Thank you for the the clarification. There were some rumors about the Xbox, the new Xbox, that were similar to this recently, and there was a a similar. uh, uh, controversy and now we're seeing it again is that I, and I think this is going to happen we will see it with the next generation that new games on this new generation of system will be tied to your account as the purchaser of that content and you won't be able to sell it or trade it basically the used the used game market is going to go away so basically they're going to do the same thing that happened to the pc first with serial codes and then later with Steam, yeah which and essentially yes like as long as the rules for that are fair I, I have no beef with that. And, is, and which is already happening with downloaded games on console. You can't yeah. sell the game. If I download Journey or cool. something, I, I can't go sell that to someone else. Like that's tied to my account. And this already is also, of course, true with mu- music that we buy. Um, mm, less so. Well, there's less DRM in music, but certainly with ebooks and uh, yeah, movies and things like tied that. to your account. Well, so, so but the, way, are, the way it works. Hold on, but books are not. because I can uh, Movies are not because I can rip a DVD and and make that go anywhere i want that's right. not a problem you right. know this the will be DRM more is this toothless. yeah there'll be less workarounds um this is another nail in the coffin for gamestop and people that that sell used game stores yeah. of course and a lot of, and, and gamers uh, are of course perhaps rightly aggrieved uh because you know the the for a lot of people the economics of of games are you sell the old ones and they finance new purchases well, that's going to go away so the thing that concerns me about this more than anything else is an archival issue uh, and that's that you know, if you if you look at back back at some of the funny stuff and fun stuff we've had playing old games on SNES and Dreamcast and all that over the last couple of years at, at when we were at Whiskey mm. with the Bomb Guys, a lot of that stuff's potentially going to go away with this generation going forward because it's not like Sony and Microsoft are going to run the activation servers for this forever. Why not? If um, they plan on having consoles. Well, I mean, are they going to continue supporting what uh, Xbox Live for Xbox One went away uh, two years ago, a year and a half ago? But that account is the same. But you, you can buy but, those games. But no, so. you can't play those games. Those, you can buy the multiplayer those games. doesn't work on those games anymore. Well, the multiplayer, yeah. Multi- so I mean, that, that's a separate problem. I mean, there there has to be a dead man switch. I mean, one of the things that Valve said when they launched Steam was, yeah, if we go out of business and we have a dead man switch that opens up everything you've ever yeah. purchased, so you can keep using it yes. even after Steam stops working. As long as they have a dead man switch, I'm kind of okay with it. I, I have no problem with. Right. Uh, they're going to reduce the price though, since they're going to make more money. Oh, of, of course, games of course. because right. because games those are... companies are looking out for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. It's not it's not a tremendously consumer friendly move, but of course I understand why the companies are doing it. You know, they ultimately, when you're in the market for a game, they'd much rather you buy a new one directly from them than go buy than than I buy your old copy of a game from you. There's no it's money going to them right when now. that happens. Well, the the and that whole thing has gotten so kind of messed up over the last last two years. Anyway, if you look at it, if you look at the way the online pass stuff works for EA and and all the different weird janky mechanisms that they use to try to encourage you to buy a new copy. Uh, and, and then well, also you yeah. look at the value proposition of buying the used copy in the time period that I'm going to want to play that game. Like if the choice is fifty five dollars for a used game from GameSpot, stop, whichever one it is. I do I that. As, I up. do that as well. Uh, it's a little awkward GameStop. now. Uh, Just imagine or, GameStop is the company that is going to be terminated. Okay, that's got how, it. that's the okay. mnemonic that you can use. They will wow. no longer be around. 
They will. They will cease to exist. Game. They will stop existing. Game. Are we talking about the CBS thing now? No. Game oh, oh, okay. Awkward. No. GameSpot has oh. a bright giant bomb led oh, future. Right, right, right. Okay. Game. Okay. Game Stop, however, will stop existing in the near <laughs> Easy future. Enough. That's how you Easy remain. Enough. Enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, the the value right now is fifty five bucks for the used game with all the hassles. Is that and really how much that? games? Yeah. Games cost. Oh, oh yeah. The markups are. I'm actually. I'm actually glad to see this go away because it is. You want to talk about. Consumer unfriendly business practices. Go trade in a game at GameStop and see how much they want to give you. They will chisel you, and then they'll mark it up for basically a few bucks below the retail price right. and put it back on the shelf. It's outrageous. Well, and it's to the point now that they even have deals. Like I think they had a deal. I think it was Batman. I can't remember Arkham City that they had a deal where if you, when they were selling a used copy of the game, there was some exclusive. You got an exclusive. You got the you got the online pass or the exclusive DLC that you only got when you bought the right. new copy right. with the used copy, mm-hmm. which is just. Crazy. Yeah. Like the whole system's backwards. So I okay. the, 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 the the salient point is that PC gamers have been living with this for a long time. There's no ill will towards Steam, but this is what we're talking about well, in but, the future. But PC gamers have multiple well, for had at least. It's kind of not that way so much anymore. But there I guess there's Origin and there's Steam, and then there's the director drive, which is gone now, I guess. And uh uh, the thing from Stardock Impulse, which also got right, bought by somebody. but Steam is the flagship. Yeah, so th- there, there is the threat of multiple markets on the PC. You're not going to have that on Sony or Microsoft developed consoles because you know then everything not will, let everything Valve will go. Yeah, everyone's going to have to sell through Sony or Microsoft on Nintendo yeah. Store. Yeah, and yeah. people are going to go into GameStop, buy a copy. Kids are going to do that, buy a used copy, put it in their next PlayStation Orbis, whatever it's called, and get a, a big name. error message saying you must. Pay another sixty bucks for the full access. To the I, game. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't no, think, I don't think GameStop that, can no, sell I, that. I, I that's no, I don't think that's going to happen. Walmart, and GameStop have sold trial versions of games for. Y- yes, but they're not going to sell. They're not going to sell a used copy of the game for fifty five dollars and then hit the thing. There's no way they can. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it in the future. I mean, they're not going to do it like as a business, but it's going to happen. Well, I mean, yeah, you can go to Target right now and yeah. pay fifteen some bucks for a demo is, version of World of Warcraft. Would it be possible? Is this is there some way? Is there some way? And I'm kind of thinking out loud here that there could be an aftermarket. Like obviously, the reason why the companies don't want these, this business model to exist is that they don't see a piece of it. But what if there were, as part of say the big Microsoft Game Store, and go and buy the latest releases? It gets tied to my account, but after a certain period of time, I could actually go and sell it back. I could sell you my license for you know the aftermarket for the used game fee and, and much like ebay or whatever microsoft as facilitating that, that transaction that would, would see a small piece of it but maybe i, don't, well, I can't I, imagine maybe that. they wouldn't give you a credit for it they would give you what's they would give you like xbox points to buy you know as long as it stays game. in their ecosystem yeah well, but what's There's the no motivation give you money they, if 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 the choice is buy the game at 60 dollars or 40 dollars or whatever the natural degradation of price is over the three months of its right. launch uh, it, it's going to work itself out. The other thing that concerns me is that the used game market supports games much longer for a much longer period of time than the new game market does. You can go into Best Buy and three months down the line, I went to Target the other day and couldn't find a copy of Rhythm Heaven, right? Mm. I wanted to buy a $25 copy of Rhythm Heaven. It came out maybe three or four months ago. This year, for sure. What is that, like a masturbating game or something? Pretty much, yeah. You hold the Wiimote and just shake around. Rhythm Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you ever played Rhythm Heaven? Oh, dude, you're, you're not a, on the Wii. It's a treat. You you grab your Wii moat and then you shake it and then you shake it around yeah. it's, until you achieve. Uh, well, the Rhythm end Heaven game. sounds like a yeah. really really clever euphemism for like you know. For something bad. I'll be back in about four and a half minutes, guys. I need to go have some Rhythm Heaven. I'll be in my bunk. 
Um, but I mean, that's a relatively new title. They didn't have Skyward Sword either. So the other like, thing you got to remember is as, as games live more online and games become more about the multiplayer component, they they do kind of go past their sell by date anyway. If you pick up that's a game true. that's a year old, there's not going to be anyone to play with. They've all moved on to the latest thing. Yeah, but but I mean, it's not like multiplayer is the only feature of games at this point. We've it's seen, it's not. But I'm saying threat. it's another factor that kind of inherently dates these games. Well, I mean that that has a, that has affected my holiday game playing strategy greatly. Like if you look at what I bought last holiday and what I played during the holiday window, it was only the stuff that there was going to be multiplayer. You prioritize the ones that you want to be playing with the with, the, ki- with the cool kids. Yeah. Like now is the time to be playing Mass Effect Three multiplayer. Yeah. Six months from now, I think it's because these. I mean, like th- things like Halo and Modern Warfare tend to live on and on and on because there's always new content coming that keeps them fresh. Well, but even with those, if you don't, if you're not on the opening wave, you're going to fall behind. We were talking about this way way know, more than I, I intended. Let's, to. let's yeah, move on. This is not the PS, bomb. Yeah. Next PS rumor. What else? Get that out of the way. What's other rumor? What else you got? Uh, I think that's the only rumor we have. Okay, okay good. move on. Whew. That was that was rumor mill wow. over and done did, with. Did, just oh, just object. Did the onanism joke count as clever and filthy? I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Good. I don't know. We're on the right side of the line. <laughs> you don't know what onanism is? No. What's an masturbation? Onanism. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a uh, some sort of word construct that means something else. No. Huh. Okay. We well, see. Wow. You learned something new today. The more you know. <laughs> and so presumably have our listeners. Onanism. <laughs> James Cameron, director of Avatar, The Abyss. I guess that's probably the one he I should mention the, first. He holds Terminator 2, Terminator, directed Aliens, the, the two Titanic. Movies, and t- Titanic, the perhaps two the most germane one to what yeah. you're about. I think The Abyss about. is probably more so. <laughs> but no, The Abyss is actually the most germane. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Yes. No, that's, yes. Um, but yeah, he, he, he apparently watched The Little Mermaid at some point and decided he wanted to live under the sea. I think James Cameron's just always been fascinated by the oceans, just, right? He has. Been. I mean, the abyss yeah. was born out of his fascination with yeah. with the undersea world. Well, so, you know, exactly, and and he's no he's, Ed he's Harris shut IMAX movies down uh, in the depths. I would like to see the abyss with Ed Helms in it, though. Oh that would God. be a, that would be a cool version. Playing the Ed Harris role? No, I, I think he could play the crazy Navy SEAL. He could play Michael Beans. Oh, role. that would be fantastic. I, I would see that. Yeah. For a remake. And it would all be shot single camera like The Office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So there was, I, would, there's a, I would watch that. Terrible. This is and it would just idea. be The Abyss instead of The Office. <laughs> and he called people Tuna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Big Tuna. Big, big Tuna. It's, there would, be, there would literally be Big Tunas all the, in it. The, yeah, and he has a big duffel bag. With I love it. We're, we're, we're in a, a mental, is, mentally, we're just in a fantastic place is, right now. I love this. We're firing on all cylinders. I, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Um, Norman Chan, tell us so, about the deep sea dive. James Cameron, who's always been fascinated with deep sea diving, over the past eight years, has commissioned a submarine to basically. It was go a back. super secret. It was a top secret, secret submarine. Built in Australia. Um, he contracted out the uh, construction of a submarine, uh, custom made using all the mo- latest modern technology to go down the Mariana Trench. Right. Challenger Deep, the deepest point. The deepest point in the world. In, in the, uh, yeah, on the Well, earth. that we know of so that far. We know of. Yeah. Correct. It is, uh, do you want to know the, the actual deep. depth? Sure. It is 10,898 meters, mm-hmm. or in American. Uh, that's thirty five thousand seven hundred fifty six feet. And, and of course, the pre- and of course, the challenge is: as anyone who's seen the abyss or knows about this stuff knows, is the deeper you go, the pressure of the water is so great that it will crush incredible. even metal like a yeah. tin can. Oh yeah. So this is a steel submarine he built, which I think has walls that are nine inches thick, six or right. nine inches thick. Right. But the walls actually compress in as the submarine gets deeper. Right. Now the design of the submarine. There has to be some give. Oh presumably. Yes, absolutely. And and even the capsule that he's in, because there's plexiglass and. Oh my god! It's, ter- it's terrifying just the thought it, of going down it there. Does definitely. It does compress. Uh, the last time this was done was 50 years ago. How big? Because I didn't see the pictures. How big was the space inside that? It, 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 was it, it looks seven snug. feet tall. And basically... Because it was, was just... Because the point of the record that he brought it was solo, right? He did this solo. on his own. So yeah, so the last time it was done, two people did it. Only one of them uh, is still alive right now. 
and it was a Navy been, thing, right? Yeah, it was a U.S. It was a combination. There was a Frenchman and a, a U.S. Um, a sailor, and um, the he's James Cameron's the first person to do it solo. Mm-hmm. And the space that you ask, how big is that space, right? Uh, he basically is in a coffin. He has access to his real contr- his levers and controls, but for about three hours, he can't move. And all he can do Not is, something for the claustrophobia. No, definitely not. What he can do, though, is uh, he has a, a bar, a handlebar above him that he can pull up, kind of do like a little pull-up. Yeah. And that alone gives him just that, that little bit of movement. Just a little bit. Right. Oh, wow. Keep him sane so right. he won't go crazy. Now, so how long does it take to get down there? And then how long does it take to come hours. back up? Uh, for with modern technology and what what they do by modern they, technology, you mean they put a shitload of weight on it, and drop it off of a boat, shit ton of iron iron weight, right? Uh, using magnets attached to the submarine, right? And when he reaches the bottom, it just drags him down to the bottom, and then they jettison the magnets, and then he uses a, a, a electric controls uh-huh. to release the magnets, and there are can you imagine if that doesn't work? Well, that's the thing. There are multiple backups right. that he has inside. <laughs> yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd want multiple redundancy. Yeah. You want a handle you can pull because you're, you're not just you're not just going to pop the hatch can, and like can, float he back can up. Crank a, a handle down there to manually jettison the magnets, or his team up on the ship above can can release the remote control, remote control, and release the. Yeah, magnets. we talk about so, we talk about that parachute thing. Like, this limited, is a similar thing. Like you're going to this is basically a parachute in reverse. Like yeah. you've gone really deep exactly. down and you're not getting. But think back about up. like because the trench, you know, if if coming back up, you know, the submarine bumps into something because he has a ton of like sonar detection. But if it bumped into an, a fish, a whale, or, or a whale, or, or a shark, that's that's it. Uh, really, it's going that fast? Well, no, it's going. It's going. Well, it took ninety minutes. minutes, basically ninety minutes to come back up, and you do the math. It's relatively fast. That is pretty fast. But um, you, you do have to come back up slowly yeah. because of the the difference. Well, no, in no, because the inside of the thing stays pressurized. Oh, at, okay. at a yeah. relatively low. It's not. It's not like when you scuba dive where so you're, you're at the, the pressure coming back up. What was great though, he did this in secret. Um, and he did this, I mean, he's, his next movie probably is going to be Avatar 2, but, uh, I read this headline, I think in February, Scorny Weaver was talking about the production of Avatar 2 and the headline was, uh, you know, Scorny Weaver says James Cameron wants a submarine for Avatar 2. And I read it as James Cameron demands that the oh, studios that- <laughs> give him a submarine in exchange for him shooting like, Avatar 2. Buy me a 2, submarine and maybe I'll do and, it. And maybe yeah. I'll do it, but it turns out he was already built. But no, he's because t- he's talked about how Avatar 2 would be like the, uh, the oceans of Pandora. Yeah. So that makes yeah. sense. Now, do we know much about what, presumably he filmed stuff down there. Do we know much about what he was able yeah. to observe yes. down there? So he took he 3D cameras down there. Ooh, right. Of course. Uh, well, he took 3D cameras not because he wants to make a... Well, yes, there will be some kind yes, of IMAX film in the, in the future, right? some type of documentary. So the more interesting thing to me is that he, in order to get light on the on the for the cameras to shoot, because right. there's no light down there, there at all, was, obviously. No, once you get below three thousand meters, there's or three thousand feet, there's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like no other than the all. lights of what whatever the capsule has, yeah, yeah, or the giant monsters like in Phantom Menace. Yes, which we shall not talk about well, again. How about Finding Nemo? Finding Nemo, that's good too. Um, he, there was an eight foot array of LEDs on the outside of the of the deep deep sea Challenger, mm-hmm. just uh, shooting that illuminated the floor the floor of the ocean, and everything down there is white because there's no pigmentation on right. the animals. And whenever I see those there. pictures of truly deep undersea creatures, or cave, it's the closest cave thing monsters. to alien life. Oh yeah, yeah that's that what you can said. imagine. It's amazing. Said, it said. He said that it felt like being on Mars or being on being a different planet, but only the you know the travel time was only two hours because it really is like an alien world, right? Um, and you know the creatures down there still have eyes because there was bio- bioluminescence mm-hmm. on some of those uh, creatures. So, but he you know he had robot arms on a submarine. He was able to take samples and scientists are testing. studying them. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Why? Why? 
You just did, by the way. Can I ask three questions then? Okay. Yes. Of all the 7 billion people who live on Earth today, mm-hmm. is James Cameron the best, most qualified person Doesn't to send matter. to the bottom of the Mariana Trench? Well, I would, argue, I would argue that James Cameron is more knowledgeable about undersea exploration than the vast majority of people. Oh, no. Absolutely agree with that. It, but I'm saying of the of the okay. other vast and, majority, and he's, well, no. and he's paid talking, a lot of money to people who are even costs. more expert than him. Yeah, you're talking about opportunity costs. If we were some, sending someone to Mars and it was it's a trillion dollar effort, then yes, we want to pick the person that's the most qualified because we're only going to get one chance. But if this is a ten million, twenty million dollar operation, so you're saying if he pays the bill and he does, he, this, this is the one percentiest thing you can Look, do. There's, this there's, is absolutely there's not, an, there's not enough. There's that. not enough money. I I just want to say this. I personally think James Cameron is fantastic. I think he's the oh, closest. Yeah. I think he's the closest thing we have to a real life Tony Stark in this world. I, well, renegade billionaires are not yeah, uncommon. They, I mean, well, yes, but here's the thing. You you can buy yachts and all this kind of stuff, but like we, I think we should well, consider Virgin, ourselves Virgin lucky Galactic. to have someone like James Cameron, who's very intellectually curious and is willing to spend his vast personal fortune helping to further the boundaries I'm, of science. What's I'm not, wrong with that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying there's a there's an explorer kind of well, renegade okay. billion because yeah, yeah. Richard Branson Richard is the other Branson guy that's is, trying yeah. to do the same thing. Right. And Steve space. Forbes and many people exactly. have done this sort yeah. of thing. And, and, well, Steve know, Forbes used to fly balloons. When Paul Allen a buys a giant yacht, it is extravagant. Well, that's what and, Richard Branson was famous for, was flying balloons around the world. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, they're thrill seekers and they have the money. I mean, does the scientist who's sitting on the ship who spent, you know, 50 his entire years, career. his entire career studying, it, does he feel a little envious? Sure. Is he going to get to go down later? Or I don't think so. I mean, maybe the scientist wants nothing to do with the seven foot coffin ship. Look, I'm sure. I'm right? sure they. I'm sure they maybe. I'm sure they would love to be in the capsule themselves. But I'm also sure they're very grateful of the fact that an expedition that wouldn't have happened without James, James Cameron's money is they now That's get true. to be a part of that. Yep. I always thought James Cameron never had a whole lot of movie money because he uh, he kept signing away his Are options. Are you kidding me? He J- kept signing. James Cameron's famous for. You have no idea how okay. much money he made off Titanic and Avatar. It is an insane amount of money. Okay, I always assumed we're, was, we're talking about. Hundreds of millions of dollars. The story I always read about Titanic was that he gave away everything that he was going to take from the back end of that movie. Yes, he did. But then, yes, to... he did. But then, when the movie became the biggest uh, movie of all time, the studio paid him a phenomenal amount of money. Okay, as just basically like a thank. And he you. did, and, and he struck so that again. he would keep doing, so he would keep making movies, for and them. he did it again. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I think James Cameron is is terrific. A lot of the movies that he made in the 1980s, it's a big reason why I do what I do today. Like, you, I mean, look at Aliens and Terminator. Yeah. You can say what you like about Avatar. I actually think Avatar is a very good movie. I think it's a it's a universe, simple universal story, very well told. Advanced the technology of cinema in the process. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit cheesy, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, he's made many great movies. The Abyss is a fantastic film, and he also does this amazing rock star science stuff. We sh- this this guy should be a hero to us. And he's on Entourage, and he was on Entourage. And, and, because really? and, and, on and he made the fake of, he made the fake Aquaman. That's movie. right. And because of that, we'll never <laughs> have right. a real Aquaman movie, which is we're grateful for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, I, I, I would I would that. I would say um, I've got no beef well, with James someone Cameron. Someone like you sh- should not be knocking James Cameron. You I'm, should be you should be looking up to him. I am not. I, I'm <laughs> not saying I have a beef with James Cameron. I was asking a question because. It is a question that a lot of people have been asking over the last two weeks. Or actually, nobody's been asking over the last two weeks, and I was kind of curious. He's not, he's, not, he's not just some dilettante that took about a bunch of money well, and decided to risk his life sinking to the bottom of the ocean. He's been studying oceanography and deep sea dives for many, well, many years. Well, since the Titanic stuff, he really. Is, he is a yeah. legi- I would, I would say not, that he's a legitimate expert. It, it's not like you know he, he footed the bill and then came in last Monday and said, okay, I'm ready for my dive. No, he's been training he's, for more than a year, exactly. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
If like, Richard Garriott can send himself into space, that's exactly you know, it. which is which is really just pure tourism. And well, I, that was tourism, yeah. Right. James Cameron, again, again has le- even, legitimately set a record, put himself in the history books, and presumably, you know, taught us a little bit more about the oceans than we knew the day before. And Nothing when you mentioned Richard Garriott, he, when he went to space, he actually... You guys are really defensive about this. Well, he actually, you know, Richard Garriott actually conducted science experiments, and he had a job to do up there. Yes, he paid for his own way there, and it was tourism, you know, but he well, also... What was stuff. his job? Perform experiments. He shot oh. video. I mean, and if the if the reason that we put, send James it's Cameron to film. the bottom of the ocean is James Cameron knows how to work the 3D cameras better than anybody else, that's perfectly reasonable. There's like that that's too. okay. There's that too. <laughs> like if if he's the dude who's best able to capture that, so that we have a good high resolution record of that trip, so that right. so it can benefit the most people. Totally cool with the that. The thing about the thing I love about James Cameron is he really is. I think a true scientist in many ways in that, well, you know, a- Avatar only, the Avatar only exists and looks as good as it did because he helped design and build the 3D cameras that were used to shoot it. I mean, he, again, he's not just some no. guy that's interested in the, like a layperson, he's interested in the theory. He really knows his shit. Well, he's that- an official. Oh, I blew it. I said, I said a bad <laughs> word. Well done, Gary. Okay. The market, I lasted about 39 minutes. That's pretty oh, well. good. Um, James, he's an official National Geographic explorer. Like he's an adventurer. He yeah, has, he's, he has, he has I, a badge. I, yeah, he, I think he's. I think. I think. I think he's legitimate. He's yeah. the real deal. Well, that's one of those things, and, and and it's one of those things that, you know, if he takes a lifelong passion for this and applies it for the betterment of all mankind, th- there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of uh, renegade billionaires, uh, the other billionaire who uh, has been to do with the oceans, uh, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon uh, guy. Amazon CEO. What is he doing with the oceans? Yesterday. That uh, for the past year he's been hunting for the Apollo Eleven uh, rocket engine. Oh, I saw this. Oh, you, mean, the, you mean when it I came saw, back I down? I saw it on Tested.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I read so, it on Tested.com too. What an amazing coincidence! So, Jeff, Wait, so you talking about so the yeah. So when the Apollo Eleven, because the way the Apollo program works is that uh, you had the Saturn V rockets and like like the Lego rockets that we build, that big rocket on the back. Yeah. Right, it's mostly fuel. Right, there's a va- there's a vast rocket that gets launched into space, but design. only a very small part actually makes right. it. Well, the rest of it capsule. falls back to Earth. Apollo right. is four or five stages, right. depending right. On which which. We've all seen the years. famous footage of the rocket separating and the burning yes. rocket so, capsules falling back down on the Saturn V rocket. Not the capsule, not the, the capsules, the, but the the, 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 the big the still lower stages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on, on the Saturn V rocket, on the bottom, there are five of these F one engines. Um, that were used for basically the entire Apollo program mm-hmm. and improved to various degrees. But the ones that were set up with Apollo 11, which is uh, the one that Neil Armstrong was right. on. And, and the well, one in and, which we walked on the moon. Yes, exactly. As a people. Right. As a race. In 69. Species. Um, those engines, not the entire rockets, but the, the engines were never found because they fell to the ocean. Right. And so Jeff Bezos and sank to the, the bottom, past, sank, Exactly. Yeah. He spent the past year looking for them. Huh. And he's found them. And he, he wrote a post on his uh, Bezos Expedition um, pay, uh, website, which is where he does all his crazy, you know, eccentric adventuring stuff. Right. Uh, is that he's going to go pay for the recovery of these engines. Now, are they still is, technically the yeah, property of NASA? Dibs? They are absolutely the property of NASA. And that's why he kind of made this public announcement. Um, he's going to recover them, and they will he'll, they will go back to NASA. But he is urging that because there are five potential engines that they mm-hmm. can recover, mm-hmm. uh, he wants one of them to go to uh, the Seattle Air and Space Museum. Right, uh, which Amazon, sounds uh, fair enough. I mean, the first one will probably go to the Smithsonian because that's that's where. See, well, they're all. They, they're I all wish I wish there were more equal. people like this, like Bezos and Cameron, who who took their vast wealth mm-hmm. and could you know vast wealth. And intellectual curiosity is a very powerful combination. Well, this is this is a phenomenon. It's not a new phenomenon. It's it's being applied a little bit more um, 
valuably these days. But I mean, turn of the century tycoons, the Rockefellers and all those guys, they, oh, sure. they were massive. Like the, the, a lot of the people that were racing for the North Pole and the South Pole and the different places were incredibly wealthy people at the well, time. Well, but people like Rockefeller, I mean, they were more patrons of the arts, I think, well, right? So there were two ways that you could go. You could be a patron of the arts. You could uh, be a patron of science. You could, you know, try to be a crazy explorer. And I think before the crazy explorers were primarily stunts. And it seems like now maybe they're, they're not quite so much stunts. Right. And, and Bezos' explanation for this is that he was very inspired as a child by the Apollo 11 flight. And he wants to bring that sense of wonder back. I think that's and, terrific. And so that's what he's... I, I think he wants that's to be totally the Justin Timberlake of wonder? Sure. Okay. I think that's great. Good, good for him and for Cameron. Uh, while we're talking about science stuff, Petri dish, Norm. It's a Gary link, that, uh, a link that Gary sent over. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's something that was going around Twitter. I thought it was interesting. You know, Kickstarter has been in the news a lot recently. There have been some very uh, successful Kickstarter projects in uh, the video game world. And uh, now there's – we don't know too much about it because I haven't really looked into it very closely. But there's a website called PetriDish.org, um, .org, which is basically Kickstarter for science projects. Somebody wants to go to – the jungle and study baboons for a year again not everyone's james cameron it can't all be self-funded so they're going to crowdsource um the uh, the funds to uh to fund these science projects can i ask cool. a dumb question sure isn't kickstarter kickstarter for science no kickstarter, kickstarter is kickstarter for, for anything technology yeah and, and science right. is in the circle of anything sure but if you want to i'm fund grumpy specific, today aren't I? yeah you're very science well, you're I'll, I'll list some of these examples okay so lay it on you us. have you know decoding hyena calls in in Maasai, Mara. what do hyena calls sound like? I, I don't know. And there's a picture of a hyena screaming. I kind of, and that's not being funded right now. Um, one that's uh, being close to being funded: the mystery of tiny uh, algal spores. I don't know. Okay, I like this because it's all it's all stuff. It's pure research. It's all you know, furthering uh, human knowledge. It's the stuff that's often difficult to get funding for because there's not necessarily an immediate practical application or yeah. a way to get that's your true. money back. Are and there so rewards? This, like Kickstarter, do you get a T-shirt yes, if you put right fifty now. bucks in? For example, this one: uh, finding new species of ants in Madagascar is ninety percent funded. Okay, and for if you donate twenty dollars or more, pledge twenty dollars or more, you get updates from the field team and thanks from the research team. It's exactly like Kickstarter. Does it work the same way where they if they if they don't cross the threshold, then you don't have to pay? I am not sure. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, I mean. I, Part of me says Kickstarter. Is kick- it's like Facebook. Oh, when for people- five thousand dollars, you can get a new ant, ant species named in your honor. <sighs> That's pretty cool. I want a new that ant is species very named. Very cool. Can we, can we, do you want to chip in? Five thousand dollars. We could have it called that. We could call them the testicles, or something or others in in Latin. Why not? Wow. Why would we not do that? So it seems like it's, what could possibly go wrong? Five thousand dollars. Right now, that five thousand bucks okay, would buy a lot of my Lego, only problem though. with this stuff, and I, I'm totally proponent of funding science and funding you know ambitious technology projects is that stuff like global giving where it's for it's for charity and mm-hmm. it's exactly the same idea where there are projects on the world yeah. where children need you know children in africa need school buses or books and stuff it's these programs have been around forever and that those programs are not getting nearly the same amount of attention well so i would encourage people if they're exploring ways to donate money kickstarter is great you know, PetriDish.org is great, but also check out other sites. Like In a lot of ways, this is bringing marketing to science, which is well, a people, little bit disturbing. Well, people, you know, people, you know, give money to causes based on, you know, what means something to them. You yeah. know, people give money to various diseases because that disease may have touched their life in some way. Or just because you feel like like child's pledge is a charity, everyone can understand, you know, why it's a good yeah. idea. Some people are very interested in science and they want to devote to, like, for example, I often give money to uh, public broadcasting because I think that's an important thing that should be protected. I believe in the arts and, um, you know, public the public airwaves. And so that's something that 
And your deep, unrequited love for uh, Garrison Keillor. Uh, that too. Uh, speaking voice. of things we and don't Linda, know. And Linda Hunt. She was on uh, The Practice. She played the judge. Really? Yeah. She, I never watched The Practice. She's the one who got some, looks like Edna Mode. And now, she, and now she's on, oh, yeah. and now she, I believe she's on NCIS uh, uh, Miami or whatever. Uh, same judge. You know how stuff from CBS Let's is. move City on. arts and lectures. Um, you know, speaking of things that we don't know and that there's a ripe opportunity for research. If we're going to talk, we're talking about things that we don't know, yeah. may I remind you, we only have two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, but I was uh, reading something you sent over, actually. I think you sent it to Norm and I. Uh, was this coffee story? Uh, and there's there's a lot of question about why coffee tastes great when it's hot, tastes great when it's iced, and tastes like garbage when it's room temperature. Well, I thought this was and perfect I tested for you this. because it's this, it's coffee science. I yeah. just thought that was right up your alley. Well, and I, so I, I I read this. I was like, well, that's, I drink room temperature coffee sometimes because you know you leave the cup out and it cools off. And Leah you know, said that she likes room temperature, but I thought it was an interesting question. Most most people would agree. Yeah. Hot coffee is great. Yeah, iced coffee is great. Yeah. Nobody goes into Starbucks and orders a tepid coffee because it doesn't taste good. And this article went into the science of why that is. So, well, so there's a, there's a, some confusion or, or uncertainty about the actual reasons. But the upshot is, uh, the thought is that uh, especially bitter taste receptors, which are important for uh, coffee because coffee has a bitter component generally, uh, behave differently at different temperatures. So they're more sensitive at room temperature and the temperatures at which cavemen would have been eating meat. Right. Uh, then, then they would be at 160, 170 degrees. So this, go, this that, nice does actually go back to like our primordial, primordial brains. The greatest yeah. question of all, when did cavemen decide, figure out that cooked meat was better than raw meat? The fire question. Did we talk we did, about we this last this, week? We did this we did. last week. But I'm, oh. just, I'm just reminding us. That at is, some point. This is the greatest question. At some point, we're going to meet an anthropologist. And I'm going to make you ask them that. I, I, I we, we, okay. When we first brought this up, the begin, if you yeah. remember, the very, very beginning of Science Talk on Tested was this question. Yeah. We said, let's have an anthropologist on. We never did. Well, I, when, I was, when I said, hey, we have a, a phone and tablet podcast, Look, will you come be on it and talk about one of, anthropology I stuff? Think, Nobody responded to the email. What I, a surprise. Well, here's the thing, and I think this is one of the great things about the new Tested, is that now that you can invoke the names of Adam and Jamie, I think you'll have a lot more success in getting people to respond to those questions. Oh, Adam and Jamie. Yes, that is exactly right. We've noticed that already. Yeah. Uh, do you think trolls should go to jail, guys? This was an interesting story. So a guy in the UK. Oh, um, hey, once again. Yeah, it's very British this week, yeah. isn't it? This, this one doesn't really show uh, British people in a positive light. And maybe not, but not British justice in a positive light, depending on your point of view. Um, there was an incident a couple of weeks ago where a, uh, during a um, uh, very high-profile football stroke soccer match, uh, a player... Um, suddenly had a very serious cardiac arrest on the pitch oh, and wow. just collapsed on the pitch. And it was very, I mean, the whole match was abandoned. The whole, the stadium fell they silent. playing? Oh yeah. I mean, the player nearly died. Oh, that's bad. And they didn't know if he was going to survive. He was given CPR on the field in front of like 50,000 people. They carted him off to hospital. It was very serious business. Uh, he's slowly recovering now, but it looked for a while there like he could actually he has die. He some sort of heart defect or something like that? We, that uh, know. we don't know the medical, what was going on, but this does happen occasionally. Yeah. Um, and anyway, there was a, a British student who apparently was drunk and tweeted some very offensive comments. The player was black and tweeted some racist comments about ho, along the lines of ho, 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 he's going to die. And and a bunch of people uh, tweeted back to him, dude, that's really not cool. And he responded back to them and the the responses got more and more racially uh, offensive. And uh, many people reported him to the police. Now you have to remember in many countries around the world, including the UK, there is no constitutional right to free speech. And much like in, in France, we see this often as well. Um, and particularly in Europe, you know, where, where they have this history. Germany is very serious about this as well. You know, we have a history of how this kind of thing can get out of hand. 
right? Like one minute you're a guy in a beer keller saying we need to kill What's all the a Jews. Beer keller? A pub. Okay. One minute, one one minute, a, one minute, a young man called Adolf is, is standing in a beer keller saying, "Well, the Painting Jews are pink, the Jews right. are the reasons for all our problems." Next thing you right. know, we're we're in, in, in a global war. So you just um, gave a slippery slope argument. Yeah, basically. it's a very slippery slope argument. And so America was founded in a different way, and we take freedom of speech very seriously here. Right. Uh, and a lot of people find this story hard to swallow because we are we're used to the to even even very unpleasant speech. I personally do believe in the idea, of, like you, I I find what you say abhorrent, but. I the, I have to respect your right to say it because where does it end? That's if, the deal. That's right, the deal that, we have. Right, and, yeah. and, that, and that's the way it works. However, hate speech is not always protected in that fashion because it be, incitement to racial hatred is a separate issue. And again, right. it can be very dangerous. Again, in Europe, we take this much more seriously because of, of the history with with, uh, with what happened with Hitler and, and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, this guy was reported to the police and has just been sentenced to uh, basically two months in prison for racially offensive tweets. Now that can uh, I, now that can never happen here in the United States because again no. you the, the free they wouldn't even get to court because of the First Amendment. However, in places like Britain and France, people get sent to prison for this sort of stuff on a regular basis. The question is, is that a good or a bad thing? I think that more consideration to what we say online would benefit the all of society. I, I do actually, not think that going to prison is the right answer. I think that social we can manage this in a social way with I, I shunning. Prison, I, I think it's yeah, a, I think it's a, as a right. rehabilitatory. Uh, institution. I think. I think the internet the internet death sentence is a better. Solution. Well, it's a serious business, right? Being sent to prison for for two months is no joke. No, um, yeah. take away his Android phone and also like, yeah, this, make him use Android. This kid. That's exactly that's uh, that should do it. This kid, by the Norm way, was, this kid Not was going me. to college and wanted to study um, being a forensic police examiner. That career is over. That's well, never yeah, going to happen done. for him now. Yeah. Um, so he paid a very 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 heavy price. When I first read the story, my initial knee knee jerk reaction was, yes, good. What's going on on the internet with the anonymity of trolls and racism and hate speech and all that kind of stuff, it, something has to be done. This is getting out of hand. It's destroying the, the civility of our society. Um, but a lot, again, when I, I posted something on Google Plus saying, I think this is good, that, that finally somebody was made an example of, 90% of the response was negative. And, and it was also mostly coming, of course, from people who were defending the... The an- anonymous trolls on the internet. Well, no, no, no just defending that. People said, no, most speech. people were agreeing, like, yes, something has to be done, but sending people to prison, and the problem is it's, it's the beginning of the end. Right? Censorship. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I think it's, it's, fa- it's a fascinating discussion, I think. S- sending people to prison is for nonviolent crimes, I think, is very very rarely the answer. Yeah. It's much better to do something that actually helps rehabilitate. Rehabili- I mean, maybe British prisons are different than American prisons, but it seems like American prisons I mean, are not someplace you get rehabilitated. Do you think that you should be allowed to walk down the street with a sign that says death to Jews? No. But isn't that aren't you exercising your right? It'll to free work speech? itself out uh, in my experience. If it's 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 like the beginning of Die Hard Three. I was yeah, just that, 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 oh, right. that, that will kind of police <laughs> itself. Yeah. The problem solves sandwich itself board, pretty quickly. Yeah, but, but, yes, but not in yeah. but not in a civil <laughs> but not in a civilized way. I hate everybody. Yeah. So it was the Fox censored version? Yeah. Is that what it said? Really? They, I, they, I they, would. Wow. I, I don't. Like, I think there's a terrible problem on the internet with these kind of people. Like we again, and, and we see people killing themselves. Because yeah. of the kind of internet troll yeah. things that happen in the well, world, bullying. I mean, there was that case. Of Cyber the- bullying is out of yeah. hand. Oh my goodness! Um, it's p- p- the- well, just just the things. I mean, the things that normal, well-intentioned. Like, if you look at the thing that happened when, we, when, when they flipped the switch on the new design on the site, and people who I've known for two years and are relatively reasonable, hum- normal human beings, completely lost their shit and and went off, you know, in a way that that made me embarrassed. Right, I mean, people who post on our site every day, and are, and I, I appreciate that that was in defense of us. If I'm an overweight 15 year old girl and I post a picture on my Facebook of me, 
and 50 people respond, ho, 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 you fat pig, get off the internet. And I kill myself because of yeah. that. Who's responsible and who should be held accountable and why? It's a very complex question. I, that's, I, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, partly that, I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I'm, it's one of the reasons I'm glad I don't have kids. I mean, I don't think sending people to prison is the answer. Um, but I think more there needs to be a better solution than what we have right now because I do think it's getting out of control what's happening on the internet. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, kids have always been brutal to each other. Like, like that, but the, that but the internet has amplified thing. it to, that, that's to, to a whole new level of problem. Yeah, and and I, I don't I don't know what the, I I frequently I pretend that I know the solution to things, but in this instance, I have haven't the foggiest. Um, and I don't think that ruining one kid's life because they made a bad decision and behaved inappropriately is right. No, what do you think? But on the other side, sorry, well, you're saying no, I mean, ruining an innocent either. kid's life in, in another way is, is worse. So, yeah. you know, it's a kind of two wrongs don't make a right it's, situation. It's a very should tricky be, people question. People should learn. I mean, it, it should have been taken care of before he even had the opportunity to tweet that. I mean, it's a problem of teaching people that they should be accountable for their actions. And that's true. I, I mean, I, and I think, I think this is one of those things that as now, free speech is great, but anonymous free speech. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of problems. Well, and we're still, we're still. The problem is when you give people freedoms and when you legislate freedoms into our society, as we have done with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, with great freedom comes great responsibility, and we expect people to take those fantastic privileges that we enjoy. Again, you, you do not enjoy in the UK. You do not enjoy this privilege in France. You do not enjoy this privilege. You have a ver- you have a constitution- constitutional right in this country, in the United States, to say whatever you wish. And that's a fantastically – it's a unique privilege in the world. Very very few other countries have that level of protection. Nobody, though, respects it. Nobody appreciates one well, amazing thing because they don't treat it responsibly. They disrespect it with the way they, the way they take that right and abuse it. So part of what's happening is that we've, we've moved from a position where you make an offhand comment in a bar or something like that and five people hear it and they may be temporarily offended and then it, you move on to a, a situation where there's a permanent record of a lot of your activity. So if mm-hmm. you make an offhand comment when you're 13 years old on Twitter or 14 years old on Twitter or Facebook, that can stick with you for a very long time, yes. even if you go back and delete it immediately. Uh, because the internet is such a relatively new phenomenon, I mean, most people didn't have internet access until 10, 10 or 12 years ago at this point. Uh, we have a lot of kids that are growing up. I mean, Norm definitely had this. I had it to a lesser extent. I mean, I was in college when we first started Everyone getting internet. Has Everyone has stupid. it to some degree. Well, no, no. But what's happened is there's a gap between parents who don't understand what this means and kids who don't understand what this means but also have no good role models right. and no one to tell them. When your kid is 14 years old, I think that the situation might have fixed itself to a large extent because th- as the parents – as the kids have parents who are educated and can provide role models and direction and things like that, that stuff will work itself out. I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I just I think, think that right is, now we are, we are, we're, we're in a, a very we're in a very interesting, difficult time again, particularly in the United States, where the right to free speech is so taken so seriously and rightly so yeah. that it butts right up against this other very serious issue that's emerging, and we don't know what to do about it yet. I, yeah, I mean, it's it, a lot of this is education stuff too. I mean, I. I think it'll work itself out. The I other think, thing is like Facebook and Twitter and places like that are public or co- corporate corporations. 
And of course, you don't have the right to free speech on Facebook. Well, and that's and that's the thing. And this is where people often misinterpret free speech: is that Facebook may delete your post, and you go, "Oh, First Amendment." No, the First no. Amendment protects the government, protects you from the government, not right. from anyone else. Right. You and- have a different contract with Facebook that says, "Here's what you're allowed to do, and here's what you're not allowed to do." And you can't have hate speech on Facebook, which is a good thing. So Ver- Veronica Belmont uh, got not into, got into trouble. We got into a silly eye with an idiot on her Google Plus. She posted a Chrome extension for like we all know, for example, the hellhole that is YouTube comments. Right. Nobody wants to look at YouTube yeah, comments because. YouTube hides them by default now. You can't see them unless you if, if the if the if the asshole of the internet had an asshole, it would be the YouTube comments. No, I think that's 4chan. Oh, uh, maybe so. But the the point is that in on the in the in the respectable corner, like 4chan is like you wander down a dark alley. You can just the, the YouTube is part of like the bright that's shiny true. internet. That's, that more. is true. You go there and you and there's racist comments and just awful. It's the default. Like it's when you see a pleasant comment on YouTube, you're you're surprised. You're like, oh, wow, this is thoughtful and informative. So I work. I'm working on the new Walking Dead game. Yeah. The hero of the game is black. We posted the trailer for the game. Number one comment on YouTube. The first one to come up. Why is the hero of the game uh, N word? Nice. Who wants to see that? There's right. no room for that in a civilized society. Now, YouTube or me as the curator of the thread can remove that. And Veronica went one step further and posted a link to a Chrome extension, which and there's also a, there's also a website called Quiet YouTube, where you can just watch the video and not see any of the what furniture, the wallpaper. You don't see the, you just see all you see is the video. Like you that. don't see any of the comments. And Veronica posted that, and someone said, "Oh, how can you do that? Free speech, blah blah blah." Again, people get carried away. All the First Amendment protects you from is the government telling you what you can and well, cannot yeah. say. It doesn't tell it doesn't tell anyone else the, what they can do with their private business. You know, the solution to this is really easy. It's that you, you're not allowed to get on the internet until you've reached a point that you can pass a test and you're 14 years old. Oh, it's not going to happen. Maybe 15. 14 not seems like happen. a real bad time for boys. Maybe girls get on earlier because they seem to mature a wow. little bit earlier. Right. Pinterest stuff. I, I, right. I delete racist and I, I post a lot of stuff, for, for example, on my Google Plus in support of gay rights. And yeah. it brings out Insta the block. It brings out the trolls and the homophobes. Block, 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 block. And block. I delete their comments and sometimes they'll pop back up and say, why did you delete my comment? And I say, because I reserve the right to curate my threads as I see fit. Yeah. And also, I am protecting you protecting you from your own embarrassment when years down the road, you're going to be proven right. to be on the wrong side of history and you're going to feel like an idiot. Right. So I'm doing you a favor. If you want to post the kind of shit, sorry, appropriate in this case, that you want to post, go start your own thread. Again, you have the right to do that. Right. I also have the right to prevent you from shitting up my corner of the internet with your garbage. Yes. So the, are we the, good? The, all I want to say, the long and the short of it is, yeah. the government can't get involved. We can't. You can't send people to prison. But YouTube and How? Facebook and people on the internet need to self police. I, this I like stuff the idea better. of an internet license. Like I'm much, I'm much keener on having somebody's internet taken away for them being an asshole on the internet than if than was, copyright well, again, violation. Well, well, again, it's a problem if, because you're talking about free. Again, it's a, it's a problem it can, because it's not. I mean, yeah. you have a government. Because you're talking about government regulation, and again, it doesn't have to be government regulation. Maybe the ISPs regulate. I, oh, I don't know. No, well, this no, is the thing. No, 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 that's a terrible idea. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, a pr- it's a privilege, not a right. For example, Absolutely. to drive a motor vehicle, yeah, or to go fish in a public stream, or, or the many th- or to get married, and many of the things that you need a you need a license to do. Maybe it's not such a bad thing. That you should need a right. License. I mean, pass, we're using a public basic intelligence test before you can get on the goddamn internet. Yeah, you know how I know you're old. Or at least provide me an alternate internet. Have have the main one that anyone can get on, but let's have another internet where you have to where you have to pass a test to get on it, and we can all let's, live let's in that, that wonderful internet. Starts right now. Let's do that. The network let's of three, that. and our listeners. Yes, the tested net. Call it the smart net. The into internet. Nope, 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 nope. 
Uh, did you know that Batman's real and he drives a Lamborghini? Yes, I love this story. This is an old story now. We missed it two weeks ago. but No, it's, it's relevant because his identity. He had, he had a live chat on the internet today with really? fans. At 12 p.m. Eastern. So the, tell, the story is really, it's a heartwarming, it's a, so, it's a lovely heartwarming story. Uh, it, it first came to uh, the attention of the internet because uh, police pulled over a man in a black Lamborghini. Um, yep. He wasn't speeding, uh, but he didn't, uh, his license plate was the Batman symbol. And he, w- and, okay. and it was uh, pulled over on Route 29 in Washington. Well, when you say his license plate was a Batman symbol, what you mean was, is he did not have a legal license plate on his well, car? Well, he had the uh, – correct. He did not have a legal license plate showing, but he had the uh, documentation in his car. And mm. I think that's okay technically. I don't think um, so. but I, I'm not sure in Washington State how okay, that works. Okay, that's true. Um, he was pulled over. He wasn't given a ticket. But people driving by uh, <laughs> saw a man dressed in full Batman uniform. And it was like the Tim Burton Batman yes. costume. Basically. A Tim Burton full Batman costume, driving a black Lamborghini with the Batman symbol on his license plate. That looks a little weird. Uh, it's the kind of thing that you take your phone camera out and take a picture of if you see it. So obviously the internet jumped all over it, had, thought it was hilarious. You know, the commenters came out. You know, Batman has good taste in cars and stuff. It turns out this dude is a, I think he's 50-year-old, 49-year-old businessman, retired businessman, uh, independently wealthy, uh, who loves Batman. But Who doesn't? Well, who doesn't? But goes the extra step of uh, he bought custom cosplay armor. Okay. So I looked 000, at that once. Paid $5,000 to get a custom-fitted Batman suit. Okay. Um, Molded rubber. Has a Lamborghini and inside you know, plenty of Batman logos and symbols. It seems like in that armor, it'd be quite difficult to fit inside a Lamborghini. Sports cars aren't exactly yeah. roomy on the inside. Well, it, a, it's, it, it's it was the open. Okay. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's convertible. So it's, so it's points. So but it's, very, uh, very uncomfortable either way. But he drives to hospitals a couple times a month. Kids hospitals. Kids hospitals. He does it. He he said it's he did he does it for the kids. Oh, so he's yeah. not just a looney tune. No, no. Like, okay. He, well, maybe. I mean, he's driving around because he's retired. Costume. He's independently wealthy, retired. He goes to hospitals and visits sick children, giving as Batman, giving away Batman memorabilia and signing all of them. As I Batman. heartily endorse this. Yes, there's no there's no downside to this story. story. Okay, and so there's this. Uh, after he works for Penn State or something. Internet had a good laugh about it. Uh, one of his friends, uh, who's a newspaper reporter, uh, wrote a story about who he is. He's been doing this for years, apparently. Um, he started when his son uh, was uh, fascinated with Batman. His son actually accompanies him um, at sometimes as Robin. So he goes to hospitals, and the whole trip takes you know several hours, and he loses like five pounds of water weight, just sweating oh God. in in the Sounds in the horrible. suit. Um, but, but he can't put the costume on when he gets to the hospital because no, no, it's too he, hard to exactly. get in and out of. And right, and, and the uh, last thing you want a sick kid to see is is Batman half naked yeah. falling out of a closet as he's trying to put on the rubber bat suit. Right, but it's it's a great story, and you know he just does it just to, he pays for it all himself. He spent thousands of dollars annually. But he was uh, pulled over because his license plate was no good. Because because well, because it was, it was a Batman, Batman logo. and he actually um, he has been pulled over for speeding before. And I think I mean police have police. And also, because if you're, let's be honest, if you're a cop, yeah, yeah, you're looking for the Lamborghinis. Yeah. You enjoy putting well, those guys over. Yeah, I mean, the the black Lambo with Batman driving is a one in a million speeding ticket. Yeah. Like that's you, that's the you white way. You probably don't know that you put, you, but you, he probably didn't know that he'd pull Batman over until the guy got out of the I car. You see right. the points. Well, you know, it depends how fast the car's going. Also, do, do you think he looks over like Vicky, like he looks over at Vicky Vale in the first he, movie? He says. I can't what? what he get, says. No, he's getting the car. Which one? And he presses the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. But um, 
He is actually commissioning a, a replica Batmobile to drive instead of the Lamborghini. Uh, this is the greatest story I've ever heard. That's right. Fifty thousand dollars. If you're if you're a sick kid in hospital, I can't imagine anything more more salubrious. Yeah. Than what than Batman coming through the door and giving you a bunch of free get stuff. better. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah no, Good stuff. Hope you feel better. <laughs> I saw be a guy talking about that's a really things. nasty rash. I saw a guy the other day that was uh, on the street who was driving one of these kind of fast and furious, like heavily you know tricked out yeah. you know uh, rice racer type. Cars. I don't think you can say rice racer. Rice rocket. Sorry. I think that's oh, no, inappropriate that's, that, that's, too. Not the, that, that's not the right. <laughs> Both of these thing. are inappropriate. Um, and his license plate. I think. He, I think he imagined he was being quite clever, and maybe he was. I don't know. But his license plate was basically a combination, a very random combination, because he had customized it himself. He had requested what he wanted. Yeah. Of S's and fives, and because on a license plate typography, an S looks oh, more yeah. like a five. Just in a few in the few seconds that you might need to look at a license plate, you know, fleeing the scene of an accident or whatever, yeah. very difficult to, to figure out what the license plate actually said. Yeah. Um, oh. So I think he was trying he was like trying to be a little bit kind of outlaw with the with the way that he designed his license plate. That's why they use wow. ones and serif serifs for ones, ones and right. license plates. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, no, but the cameras spot everything. Yeah. The cameras are. Yeah. Cameras are everywhere. Yeah. So the Batman story is a great story. Uh, the end of the the Washington Post article on him. Um, is really heartwarming because well, so the police let him off. They left, yeah, they let him okay. off. Yeah, and he and every time he goes to the Batman hospital, people stop and, and take photos of him with him. Good for him. And yeah, you know, of course, it's a great story. Oh, I kid, like it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a great story. You should right. look it up and read it. What else we got? iPod smuggling, iPad smuggling. Really, I haven't heard about this. Why is I this sent you the, the link? Who put this on the list? I did. I thought, oh, it, was, Gary? I, I, I thought it was an oh. interesting story. You used last week's document. I updated it. It's a new it document for every week. If you're not going to put a new one up, well, I was. <laughs> if busy. you're not going to do your job, I'll do it. I had. To, I, I was listening to Radio Lab about um, Alan Turing. Anyway, uh, very very briefly, where so, do they smuggle these? I, I'm getting there. So for the last for the last few generations, uh, since the iPad came out, there's been a very lucrative market, uh, basically, of going to the Apple Store or paying you know two per customer, but you yep. pay a bunch of people to buy you, so you end up with, with iPads. They stand in line, buy you the iPads, you end up with fifty. They go in the trunk of a car. You ship them all the way back. You basically ship them to China, ironically, which is where they just came wow, in from. Wow, that's kind of a, yeah, long way around. And uh, because supply has often been so constrained and those markets often don't get as much as the US and other markets do. For example, you can, in the last generation of iPad, you could buy an iPad retail for about 500 bucks and sell it for double that in the aftermarket in, say, Hong Kong. Yeah, and you know that's what? Bananas. Sometimes they import people over the, the, the these uh, these gray market you know retailers they, they, right. they, they, they bring, hire they bring over like ipad mules right wait in line during on, on launch day so like black tar heroin one way buy, ipads the other they buy so, two ipads they know they, they have cash in hand yeah wow. drop yeah. the cash and know exactly all they know right. is the model numbers what they want to buy bring it out give it to the guy and the guy ships it that night to china so this has been it. very lucrative for the last few last, last few years of uh, like eastern european and far east business syndicates that that do this um however because, as we've said before, the supply chain was so flooded this time with, with iPads, yeah. even though they yeah. sold so many of them. Like, there was no difficulty walking into a store and buying an iPad. That the, 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 market, the legitimate market is now so well supplied Go that these, guy, these guys are now basically going out. This, this business is great. It's finished. Yeah. yeah, it's actually the Wi-Fi version just got approved in China this week because their version of the FCC took a little longer right, to right. approve the radios. Chinese bureaucracy taking its yeah. time? Hard to imagine. But, uh, I mean, Apple I mean, sees the Asian market as the next big growth area. Right. And right. they will get the, you but know, that, the supply out there. You know, we, t- we talked about how, you know, Tim Cook is the supply chain guru at Apple. Now he's the CEO. Yeah. This is the first Apple product so, in a while. Even though they sold, you know, megabucks, three, three million in three days, 
there was actually for the first time there was no real difficulty getting hold of an iPad. And one of the happy byproducts of that is that well, these these smugglers are basically being put out of business. So, so let's talk about we we didn't really talk about the three million or the lack of a problem getting these yet. But I mean, this is the first real launch since Steve Jobs died that Tim Cook has been one hundred percent involved in. Correct. And, uh, I mean, obviously, Jobs died right before the iPhone four launch. Um, 4s 4s sorry uh but but i mean i gotta think as the guy who is the supply chain guru for apple the fact that there have always been shortages of every product they've made that that's an iphone or ipad had to rankle him and i wonder like my feeling was always because those those shortages were always i don't want to say they were choreographed because that's a little that's a little cynical but i mean it was there was always a very specific pattern about them. The first day you waited in line and they ran out real early, but usually everybody who was in line got one. Yeah. And then the first weekend, it was and then easy. the first weekend there wouldn't be a whole like if you were there first thing in the morning you'd probably get one, but then there'd be a shortage Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the next week, and then by the next weekend there'd be more again. Right. Well, no, I, um, I think that's a lot of it's because it happened with both the first iPad and the second iPad. And I think it'll happen with this iPad. Uh, a lot of people, the general public, is very skeptical. And they do wait for the reviews. They wait for the for the friends. There was, I mean, the early well, adopters going to come out in force. And also, they've been producing the backlog of first week, you know, supply for a couple three months. months. Yeah, two three months. And so it makes sense that the shortage bump hits, a, you know, a week after the launch. You know, as they're catching up. This happens with every this this happens with a lot of product launches. It's been leveled this this accusation's been leveled at Apple before. We saw it with Nintendo during the Wii that this 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 conspiracy theory that, that the company deliberately constrained supply to create this this sense of of it being sold out everywhere and but, being the hot product but, there's but as a we've difference. seen as we've seen with apple here even though even though supply was was saturated and everybody could get one they still got the lines they still got the headlines that they wanted they didn't really get the lines for the ipad launch i walked into an apple store at nine o'clock on nine thirty on launch Friday. day and there was i, I saw, walked straight in i there saw was no plenty line. of pictures of lines and they still got the big headline they wanted three million in three days biggest no, no, selling I, ipad I, ever. i'm just saying there was a line for all the people that wanted to get up at four o'clock in the morning and wait right if you walked in at nine thirty minutes after right. they opened exactly. on Friday morning, Plus, you could just walk right in. And the buy whole an FedEx iPad. the pre order system is it's improved. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's I don't think there's any conspiracy here. I think simply that Apple has just each generation they get better at managing the supply chain to the point where now they've pretty much got it down. Don't you think? My, I don't know. I think that once they started adding the FedEx pre order option, they knew they'd be able to make as many of them as they needed. And I kind of feel like at that point, any kind of shortages in retail were were probably fake. Um, I think prior to the pre-orders for these devices, I think they probably were selling them as fast as they could make them. I swapped out two iPads this past Yeah, weekend. so did we. We swapped. We, yeah. Gene and I both swapped our 32-gig Wi-Fis for 32-gig Verizons. No problem. Well, and also you can imagine, at least with the first-generation one, that they might well have said, yeah, because you know, remember, nobody knows. We don't yeah. want to be. We don't want to end up with ten million that we manufactured and can't Absolutely. sell. I have to sell at a loss. Let's let's make a few and see what happens. By the third generation, where the iPad is is clearly a, a global. Here and people are going to be hungry for the next one. They can, they know that they're going to sell every single one they manufacture. Norman Chan, do you like Star Trek? I love Star Trek. Do you like tricorders? I love tricorders. Is a tricorder better than a phaser? Yes, actually. Well, it depends on the situation. If, if both in. of those were real technologies, which one would you rather have? Which one would I, I would have? Have a phaser, absolutely. Because well, you might be able to make first, if I'm, if, Just like uh, what was her name? Uh, I'm not watching Alpha, dishes Alpha, anymore. Uh, well, you know, in, in first contact, my first ray gun. 
yeah. I, I want my, I want a first ray gun, of course. And the phaser has multiple settings. You can do, there are two buttons, one for 10 Stun. levels, 10 levels of power and also the tr- 10 levels of spread. The tricorder has more applications, but yes. if I am backed into a corner with a Gorn, Gorn coming at exactly. me, I, scanning it is not going to do 10. me much good. No, no, no. If level you, 10 vaporize, if level 10 focus fire. Yeah. Set to wide beam. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. If you have the tricorder though and you're backed into the corner with the Gorn, you can use the tricorder to scan for reeds and sulfur and saltpeter and make a, a you know, kind of the impromptu is a firearm. Yeah, scientific. Yeah. Or you could just shoot it with the tool. phaser. Yeah. I'll have the phaser. Yeah, I'm not going to throw my tricorder at the Gorn's head. The phaser I can aim and shoot. Although I don't know, man. there's a limited capacity in that battery of the phaser. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that hypothetical question out, yes. out of the way. Um, in 1996, uh, a company Perfect. came up with a tricorder prototype. They actually, they actually sold, actually. It was a consumer product, and they called it the tricorder Mark One. And didn't they not get sued by Paramount? No, no, I think they, they got the Starship license. Oh, okay. Um, it actually ran on these small CDs, and the CDs were kind of neat because they, they were. Um, oh, the little tiny ones? Yeah, the tiny CDs that had the Enterprise D a saucer section like decal on the CD. That makes perfect sense. Um, and it was very rudimentary. It was very nicely designed from a from a product standpoint. I, I kind of did it was, have sensors and stuff, or it was it just sensors, a CD player? But very basic sensors. For and example, it, it fit in your hand temperature sensor, you know, EM sensor, a uh, very basic. Okay. Um, it, no one bought it. It was in like Star Trek magazines. You can mail order it. I think it was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. No, this is nineteen ninety six. Ten years before the iPhone one. No LCD screens. LED lights bumping up, uh, popping up. Um. A, a PhD, uh, I, I guess he was, he's not a student anymore, but he, he's a... Candidate, perhaps? No, no, I think he's a doctor. A doctor okay. in cognitive science. Um, I want to say he's in the UK, maybe Canada. I forget, I forget he's from, or maybe even the US. I, I don't know exactly where he's from. But uh, over the past couple of years, he has been designing a, uh, a tricorder um, that he can build. And he's built a couple of them. And he just released the specs for the tricorder Mark II. And what's cool about this tricorder design is that it actually looks like the traditional flip open tricorder that you saw in Next Generation. Ooh. Does it and have a little thing that pops out the front? The that's sensor? A, that's no, a medical that's tricorder. That's a medical tricorder. Yeah. It's still a tricorder. No, this is the scientific tricorder. Mm. Um, and it has two LED or uh, OLED displays. What will this do? Touchscreen OLED display. Yeah, what kind of things can it detect? And it can detect EM fields. It has. Uh, 10 sensors in it. You have uh, atmospheric sensors, you have, you know, compasses, and it has the right software to actually show uh, what you're detecting. It looks very, very cool. Um, is it, it, it sounds it, highly it, unfunctional. It, does it have any real practical application or is it just a, a fan, just a cool gimmick? No, no, it, it actually works. So if you, if you walk around with it and you point it at like, you know, your power outlet, you can uh-huh. sense that that is, you know, there's a signal coming out of that. Okay. And there's electrical current going through there. Or I could just um, plug something into it. Well, yes, but this sounds it really is very useless. novel. Um, I'm not impressed with this story so did, far. Did you did you see the website? Tricorderproject.org. You know, for a guy who runs a, t- a website about science and technology, you're yeah. not very and impressed by all makers? these science and technology. This guy's made it on his own. But this, he soldered the, the, here's the problem. everything together. Here's the problem: is this this sounds like a <laughs> Sometimes good things come from watching science fiction and pulling interesting stories and, and, and making an actual thing out of that. Sometimes it's just like wish fulfillment fantasy nonsense. And this seems like it's closer on the wish fulfillment Yeah, I mean, I think what he's basically side. doing is taking a bunch of technologies that already exist and throwing them into a, yeah. into a kind of a gimmick-led package. I mean, if it's a smartphone with a thermometer, I would rather he do this I'm kind of not excited. If he's obsessed about Star Trek... I'd rather he do this than just create a prop, a non-working light-up prop well, with a tricorder. Well, obviously. This is a working... 
prop. Can replica. it see through skin? It cannot see through skin right. yet. Can it can it detect things three miles away? It has a no, way, it can't you, when you say it can detect away. EM fields and temperature, you're talking about something that is, it has a compass and a thermometer in it. Pretty much. Yeah. But this in is, the form of a tricorder. This is this is Yeah, Norm. This why isn't this guy creating something that can actually yeah. do the well, things that a twenty fourth century why science fiction gadget can do? If you want to, if you want me to be impressed, do something impressive. Okay. If you want to do something cool, Will's present it as something cool. Tricorder project not impressive. Yeah. And while we're at it, where's my real warp core? Right. Yeah. Why hasn't the guy done that either? I want a hoverboard. That's all I want. It's I, from twenty fifteen. For one, am very impressed that he did this. Uh, he has a great website that not only lists the specs but teaches you how to make one yourself you can buy boards and it runs you know has an arm cpu i think it's cool will's just being a grumpy gus today exactly (laughs) can you explain what (laughs) grumpy gus means you're you're just being grumpy why gus though i don't start with g yeah like alliteration alliterative yeah (sighs) if someone was walking around comic-con in a star trek outfit with a working tricorder i'd be very impressed and yeah if they could if they could use it to see broken bones and things like that i would be very impressed if they could use it to detect radiation leaks kilometers away, I would also be impressed by that. If they could use it to scan things at a molecular level, even more impressed. I'd take any one of those three things. But a thermometer and a compass, not so impressive. That iPad's still too heavy, isn't it? It's too damn heavy. Okay. I mean, the, 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 the beautiful thing about smartphones is that they've turned what were previously hardware problems into software problems. Yeah. Everything that he's done, with the exception of the thermometer, is essentially just an app. We're going to get all the stuff in, in a smartphone. Yeah. Our, fo- our, our phones will be tricorders right. in the future. This oh, yeah. is my tricorder. I don't need a prop. That is the closest thing we have to a real-life tricorder yes. right now. I got a yes. camera on it. Essentially a multifunction handheld well, All device. we need is an x-ray gun so you can see through skin and we're there. Yeah, because what I want on the subway is everybody blasting X-rays at me all. What day. do you think is the Star Trek technology that we'll actually get first? Tricorder. Well, no, but, but when you think about all the things that a tricorder can do, it's actually kind of a tall order. Mm. Replicator. No, you're way well, off. We're, we're, I mean, not, not the replicator as in the show. Are you saying something like it works in the shower? Yes. Uh, sonic showers. Jeffrey's tube. We don't even really know what those are. I think I think in Jeffrey's tube we can probably. They're, they're do it right all. Now. They're, I, I think actually they're all so. I mean, you know, you think, I, about, think about the key ones like teleportation. There's a Jeffrey's uh, tube under well, my house. Faster, faster light travel, replication. Okay. All those things are so far yeah. out. As Gene Ronberry said, the about technology about was intentionally that far out. The, the technology was intentionally magical so that it wouldn't get in the way of the story, so right. that the viewers wouldn't be turbo. Wouldn't try to imagine how the technology worked. Yeah, it's turbo lift. I think. Sideways elevator. Sideways, That's the yeah. easy one. Ma- magnetic sideways elevator. Doesn't have to be magnetic. Can have wheels. I'm cool with that too. Oh no no Siri voice recognition. The computer. No no we I I sent a te- text this morning using well, Siri. I think we're gonna get that before we're gonna get the replicator. I'm driving down the freeway this morning and I see an RV pulling a truck on a trailer and in the back of the truck is an ATV and I thought wow Inception. No you so know I what, wanted no, to tweet that. You know what it is? It's just a phaser. It's just a high energy weapon that can vaporize. Oh yeah. No, uh, battery vaporized. technology. They, they have. Uh, High-energy microwave guns that will like, cause incredible Yeah, pain. we're still much closer to that than we are beaming someone on, you know, across space and time. You don't think turbo lift? Well, not time. Or traveling faster than light. You don't think the turbo lift is a valid thing? They can go back in time in Star Trek. From Star Trek? Tesseracts. You don't, you don't think the turbo lift is, counts? Yeah, I mean, an elevator that can go sideways, who cares? What about synthanol? Synthahol, they can't. They don't. They have Odules already. <laughs> yeah. It's not really the same. I think synthahol gets you jacked up, but then you can no, immediately it br- no, brush it no, off. No, it doesn't. It just really? tastes bad. 
Oh, really? No, 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 no. Doesn't Sint the Hall get you drunk? You just don't have a hangover. No, no, no. Sint the Hall gets you drunk, but you, but the the Ferengi made it. It's no. Sint the Hall. It simulates the the pleasing effects, the buzz, but you don't get hungover. No, No. they used it to get to trick people because they would get them really loaded, but the Ferengi would like use willpower to brush off the effects of being drunk and then move on. I am one hundred percent right about this. I I guarantee you this one. Okay. Anyway. I have the rules of acquisition, and I don't think you're right about You're the this. rules of acquisition. We'll look up Synthahol after the show, and we'll see who was right. Hey, the Lumia 900 is going to be out in just a few weeks now, and it's going to be real cheap. Yeah. On contract. And this is going to be the, 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 the Windows 7 flagship phone for the U.S. Um, is that this correct? Is, this is the, the last hope of Windows 7 at this so, point, I think. So uh, basically a year after Windows 7. You think, you think it's down, you think it's down to do or die for Windows 5 I already? Yeah, no, no way. No, no, no. I mean, that's Mi- what he's saying. He's saying it's the last Microsoft's going to keep pumping money into it indefinitely. Here's the sad thing. They've not cracked any kind of market penetration no, no. at all. They have to start soon or else it's... Yeah. It, well, Windows, we, we've been Windows saying this all along. Has yes. been already in the marketplace for over a year. And a year and two months, three it, months at this point. And for it to be out Four for over months. a year globally... And we're finally getting the flagship Windows Phone 7 phone in the yeah, U.S. Yeah. Is a little sad. They've, they've waited way too long. And that OS is, is feeling pretty old because, now. Because Again, I think the market is now so calcified around iPhone and Android. What's well, that? Uh, even Microsoft. If even Microsoft with and Nokia and all their combined power and resources and what is ultimately quite a good OS. If even they're having trouble breaking in, well, man. It just sucks that the OS is near the end of its life because... We know that they're already working on Windows Phone 8. Right. To be a bigger tie into Windows yeah. Windows 8. And for the flagship Windows 7 phone to come out a year and two months after the OS release, uh, it's not as exciting as if that phone came out a year, you know, a year if ago. If that yes. phone launched with the OS, it would have been very, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, now we've seen two versions of iOS since, the, since that phone was announced, I guess. And, well, we'll, we'll see no, the second one this fall. To, I, I don't want to compare it to iOS. I mean, people who love iOS are going to stick with iOS. But, but people who, are in, who wanted like Windows phone, This is a new, a new smartphone buyer's phone is, the, is. is what they're marketing but the, to. But what's, suck, what's going to suck? Pro, I mean, the price is attractive. Yeah. yeah. So what's Same gonna, data plans. Yeah, yes. What's going to suck is that when, when Windows Phone 8 comes out, it's not going to be likely it's that very, this phone will upgrade to Windows when, Phone 8. When I asked at CES whether this phone was going to work with the next version of Windows Phone uh, they said we don't know. Yeah, and I, as far as I know, that answer hasn't changed. But so, what's notable about this phone is uh, it will have LTE capability on AT and T in the U.S. It's and 90, real, LTE, real LTE, not real four G, right? Uh, Ninety nine dollars on contract, which is relatively cheap. That is yeah, for a for smartphone. Phone, yeah. Plus, smart a flagship. As you phone said, it's LTE. really competing with the iPhone four and yeah. and many Android phones that also are around that same. And price. if you compare, I mean, user experience and spec for the iPhone four, it Best the iPhone four. Um, the the interesting thing, well, kind of, well, on spec, but again, the elephant sure. in the room that we come back every time is the eco, the app ecosystem. Yes. It's not there. Yes. If I've got if if we if we're three of us sitting here, and we've all got different flavors of phone. You've got an iPhone. Norm has an Android. God forbid. I have poor Norm. I I, I have a Windows Phone seven, and you guys are talking about the latest sensation. Draw something. And I'm like, oh, can I play? Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't have it. You're like, why, 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 why don't I have More that? Like draw nothing. Why, why, why can't I play with the cool kids? So, so here's the, the and, well, and they don't win on specs anymore either. I mean, if you're comparing to an iPhone four or, or modern Android phone, it's ninety nine bucks but we've on said, the contract. But, but we've said a million times, specs don't matter. They don't even have the same screen because they're still on an eight hundred by four eighty screen because that's that's what the Windows Phone spec is. 
Uh, and everybody else is pixel doubled right. at this point. Spe- specs don't matter as anywhere near as much as they don't ecosystem. mean they don't matter to you and I, but to people who don't know what they're buying into, they go to the store and they look at the thing, and it's like this one has bigger numbers on screen, and it has four CPUs instead of two CPUs. Why, why would I get the two CPU or the one CPU one? Right. I still think I, I really hope. The, the Lumia 900 sells well. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think these days people go to the, I, I, what do I know? But I think people go to the store and say, can I get Angry Birds on this? Can yeah. I can I get draw something to play with my friends? And if the answer Angry is no, Birds. that's really the kill. Yep. <sighs> and looking at the phone, I mean, the screen looks fine. I can't tell that it's 800 by 480. No, that's true. Uh, we did see it at CES and it is a big phone. And so big phone, I mean, big we, as in physically large, physically big Honk phone, yeah. uh, much bigger than the Illumia 800. And a lot of that is because it has it's got a hundred more has LTE on it and it needs a bigger battery. And, you know, for people who have iPhones, that's going to be a big consideration going into the end of the year when we expect another iPhone to be released, whether that will have LTE, because I don't think the form factor of the current phone can support a battery. I've, I've said many times that I really hope that Microsoft and Nokia finally coming together would would lead to the big push that finally kind of like carves out a, a piece of this market. But I don't know. It's it's looking grimmer every day. Well, I mean, it, it took a while. It took longer than I think anyone would have liked. Um, I think the real... I know we keep saying this, but I think the real fruit's going to come with Windows Eight. I mean, Windows how? I mean, how? How much do you? I mean, how much um, will for this fight? Do you think Microsoft? Obviously, it's a huge market to have this a piece is, of. Are they, are they just going to keep throwing money yeah, at it, or at some point will they give it. up? I, I think Microsoft can't afford to not keep throwing money at it. They it's, not like, I, it's not like they can pull an HP and bail ba- at the ba- last minute. Yeah, Balmer cannot, given the size of Microsoft and given what a significant player they are, at least supposed to be in the tech market and phones and mobile is everything. Um, Balmer can't look his shareholders. Well, it's not in the everything. Fact. Phones and mobile is where it's the growth huge, in the it's future a huge is. Huge thing. Right. It's the it's the future. Balmer cannot go to his his board or his shareholders and say, "Yeah, we gave up. We just we can't get no. in there." Like it's it's uh, that's unacceptable. Well, it's uh, the 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 challenge they have is they've made something that's been critically successful but commercially unsuccessful to this point. Um, and and they have to figure out how to change critical, how to convert critical success into commercial. Yeah, because momentum is not on their side. Every single day that they don't make their big right. move someone goes out and buys an android or an iphone and starts buying apps and getting and and, and the sunk cost of that get makes it harder to pull away to another yeah, kind of phone and and well i mean but they're still looking at the people who don't have smartphones yet and thinking that that's a, a fairly significant market however i don't have data on but this again, but my fewer hunch fewer is that people, people every day well and the the my hunch is that the people who haven't already invested in a smartphone are probably the kind of people who spend much less money in that ecosystem. I mean like, we don't we don't see it a lot because you, you know we, we we move in these tech circles. But you know, when we had some, I had some friends over the house recently and uh, our mutual friend Jim said Guys, what should I do about this? And he puts his phone on the table, and it's an old-fashioned flip phone. I thought phone. he farted, and it was like, <laughs> I was like, "What museum did that come from?" It was like I was almost looking at like a fascinating relic of another yeah. age. Because I would have been less offended if he had just just ripped a giant, loud, juicy fart. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it would have been less shocking if he had just slapped yeah. you in the face. Yeah. We should, we should test that. But again, the reality is walk into an AT&T or Verizon store, and there's a huge amount of store real estate given away to those cheap little, you know, burner phones. Yeah, but but the challenge the challenge with getting people who are buying feature phones to buy into the smartphone thing isn't to do with the upfront cost. I mean, because yes, it's zero dollars or thirty nine dollars versus two hundred dollars. The problem is the fifty dollars, thirty to fifty dollars a month that for they're the charging for the data plan. Right. right. And there, the reason Jim doesn't have a, a smartphone is he didn't want to pay the thirty dollars a month for the data plan, and he's probably yeah. smart because right. he spends most of his time where, where he's on Wi Fi and is using an iPod Touch and gets the exact same. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the true the true mass saturation of, of smartphones is gonna is is, is going to be achieved not through making the the handsets cheaper, but the data the data plans cheaper because that's the true cost over the life of the phone. 
Exactly. Nice, nice, nice ice crunching on the yeah, uh, on the mic there. That was even that was even more disgusting. Oh, I hear Chloe bananas. Did. I thought that was an earthquake. Char- char- yeah, she does that a lot. All right, what's um, next? Next up, uh, Xbox Live app updates. Oh yeah, we got so, Xfinity. <laughs> hey guys, have you gotten to use the Xfinity oh, app goodness. for Comcast yet? I heard it sucks. Oh, so, I don't know. Hold on, hold I on. can't log in. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Let's, before we rant, let's let's talk about what, no. what happened. No, I don't want to give them any positive airplay at all. So it's Xbox garbage. Has been along with the big UI refresh, the dashboard refresh. Uh, they've been slowly releasing apps. They announced this back in October, and the th- three big ones um, were released this week. HBO Go. That's I'm so excited about that. I can barely stand myself. Xfinity oh, wait. TV yeah. and MLB TV. MLB, I like MLB. So with MLB. Well, Verizon Fios was a big one as well. That had already yeah, that was been launched. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this week, well, okay, uh, MLB is the only one that you can actually say uh, uh, lets you cut cable TV. Because right. you could pay $125 a season, and if right. you love baseball, and that's all you watch. Very similar to fun. the NFL Sunday exactly. ticket on PlayStation. on PlayStation. Well, hold on. But MLB TV, you lose things. Like you when playoffs blackout. come, then you aren't going to be able to watch the playoffs because they're exclusive. No, at no, least, you at least the last time I tried to use MLB TV, you couldn't watch playoffs. Because you could watch that four-camera thing, right. but you don't get the commentary and all that stuff because that's tied so to there a are network. some restrictions yeah. because there are local blackouts and stuff. and. Uh, but for the most part, you get access on the man access to clips and you know thousands of games over the course of the regular season. It's, mm-hmm. it's a great deal if you're paying $100 a month for Comcast just to watch baseball and you want to pay 125 bucks. Yeah. Fine. Get that out of the way. Works on Xbox, but you're still paying for internet and data and you're yeah. still within that 250 gigabyte per month cap. Yeah. Xfinity TV is uh, Comcast's app and this is their on-demand app. With their stream picks Netflix competitor, mm-hmm. which you can only get if you're a Comcast subscriber. So this is not cable cutting. None, at none all. of this is cable cutting, which nope. is what we're really um, interested in. Yeah. Not cable cutting at all. The app is better than that terrible Motorola Comcast box. Oh god, app, what could be worse? Right. And it has the. Have same you been content. able? Were you able to actually use it? I can use the Comcast one. I haven't tried it. Yet. I'll, I'll, I'll get. I on couldn't. It this I couldn't. Here's what pissed me up. I know you can't access. I can't even log in. You can't even log. No, in. it's it's it's. I, ah. And of course, and of course, the double whammy for Xfinity subscribers is that don't they don't even support HBO Go. That's yet. the thing. So you so can get HBO that app, but that won't even work. HBO no. Go is on Xbox, not if you're on Comcast, because if you're on Comcast Xfinity, they want you to watch HBO content over Xfinity TV. The, the yeah. goddamn Jack Donaghy's that run this business, Cable Town, need to get out. They still need to die and be replaced by a new, younger generation of business executives who get it. We should because these, these companies desperately need, need hug, to get out of their own way. Because this is Cable this Town is a nightmare. All the licensing and content. Oh, yeah. you can get this here, but you can't get it there. Oh, you can have HBO on your iPad, but you can't stream it to your TV. It's nonsense, and it's hostile to consumers, and it's making us hate these people. And we, the thing is, we will get there in the end. But we're living in this really interesting transitional time where we just we just need bad. the old business models and these old gray crusty suits to just die or jump off a cliff and be replaced by young vibrant, sexy business executives who get it and understand that what we want is all the content on all the screens all the time. I'm so, so why can't we just have that? Vibrant, why do we have to wait so long? Norm, when Gary just said that he wished that those uh, Cable Town executives would die, do you think that constitutes hate speech on the internet? Are they protected? Should he go to jail? I think I, uh, I with a sarcasm meter, I could detect yes. that he wasn't being serious. Okay. Yes. It's good um, to know. More legislation needs to, need, needs, is needed to protect rich old white men. <laughs> Um, who's, yeah. who's thinking of those poor people? So, who's, so, who's thinking of the young, vibrant businessmen? Sexy businessmen. Exactly. Men and women. It should be Devin Banks running <laughs> Cable Town, not Jack Donaghy. Oh, he doesn't Jack, get it. Jack Donaghy. Um, 
a couple things came out of this. One, Comcast has tweeted, Comcast Bill, who's a friend of mine, he helped me when I had my Comcast problems. Oh, yeah. Is he a robot? No, he's a real real dude. He's he's the busiest man on Twitter. The squeaky Um, wheel gets the grease on Twitter. That's what I like. I always feel bad doing that, but it doesn't stop me. I, I, I yeah, do. Gotta, I feel remorse. Is, is there an uncomfortable moment when they realize that you're not Will Smith? No, 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 because they do the research. The, oh, if oh, anybody do, okay. is going to look at the profile page, it's Comcast Bill. Right. And he yeah, just, he do, looks. Do, I mean, do you think they look to see how many followers you've got of to course. figure out how, how they need of to prioritize course. your complaints? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. This is why I feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, but continue to do it anyway. No, you've earned your position no, in the world. Not Use really. It. Not really. Um, the, so the, so yeah, Comcast Bill said that they are exploring options with HBO that will allow them to – because the thing is this is contractual. And what happened is when they were negotiating the contract with HBO, they said, okay, we will pay you this much so that we can have HBO – our users can get HBO Go on mobile devices. But we do not want to pay this much more for set-top boxes and living room devices because – uh, we are already providing them that, and they don't need it through your shitty apps. It's, it's just not like, knowing that their service is terrible, and we would rather you access that content through any other platform than the cable box that it's they just provide. So, it's just so frustrating because we can all we're all smart enough to see it, and it's you don't even have to be that smart to see it. No. We can all see this shining city on the hill of infinite content and infinite variations. It's all everything you ever, any movie, any song, any TV show you ever want to see it available all the time, anywhere. We we know we're going to get there, but it's taking longer because of these assholes who are terrified of change and like these radio these, these music these music executives who are trying to shut down Spotify because like oh but what about our old business models we don't want to have to adapt to new ones it's slowing progress down these people are the enemies of the future and they need to be lined up against a wall and shot so that we can all get to uh, infinite content immediately <laughs> why is it always a shining city on the hill and never a shining city in a valley because up is better than down yeah. valleys are dark Wow. Yeah, I got another the, the, the city doesn't shine in the valley because the sun can't reach it. Well, right. at noon, blast right down between the gaps in the mountains. Five anyway, I've said day. my piece. Hey, uh, Norm, colored vinyl. Yeah, Why uh, do I care about it's vinyl? Been, it's 2012. Yeah, because we had a story on the site about this. I know. And I want to promote it. Okay. So people can read it. Well, it's a good story. Wes yeah. wrote it. It was nice. Yeah. Right. What, vinyl mean, as in record albums? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a growing uh, number of people who love collecting the colored vinyl and the process that they use to make vinyl that's not just black, but with designs. Don't and they just melt it and put some dye and stuff in it? Well, there's they've, a little they've more been, that. They've been, they've been yeah. multicolored albums it, it, for decades. Now, people are they're paying high premiums for them now. Okay. Uh, because vinyl's making a comeback. I used to, like, that. Well, well, was, well amongst like, hipsters, not in a real way. Well, amongst hipsters. Thanks, Gary. But hipsters are the, one, hipsters are the ones who don't buy anything. True. Except for except then spend hundreds of and, dollars and sack on caps. on colored vinyl. Um, eventually, well, part of the story I thought uh, that the colored vinyl stuff actually is actually doesn't sound as good as black vinyl. Why is that? Um, because of the materials are in there. Really? Yeah. Sounds racist. No, it's not. Um, I I I remember when I was a kid, you would get records and they would be orange translucent or yeah. uh, all sorts of crazy colors. Yeah. It's just like artists now are trying to find interesting ways to sell physical media to fans uh, who otherwise would pirate the music. Right. This is probably a good time to mention that we're recording in my dining room instead of a normal studio because uh, there's some background noise I know that we're picking okay. up all of a sudden. Uh, I'm scratching but, Chloe's ear. And you are scratching Chloe right now. We, um, we, we uh, did not get a fancy new podcast studio. 
Not yet. Not yet. Not it's soon, coming. We soon can't enough. line your walls with styrofoam we, or you, not styrofoam, but foam. Did you have? Did you see their podcast studio? It's amazing. It has like an, anechoic foam on the walls. It's very and impressive ferns. There's a fern in there. Yeah. Are, are we referring to them as they now and not not their them. names? We not know them. Do we I, know I don't I, anymore. I mean, I don't know. I get an IM occasionally. Ryan called me on the phone yesterday. It was really I weird. To Brad, this morning, gave him some iPad advice. Oh, that's good. Is he? Is he? Is it? He sent me an, an IM that started with Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. And then he sent me an IM with and, Norm. 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 Okay. Yeah. Nice to know that we're all getting the same yeah, treatment. Nice to yeah. know they haven't forgotten you. Yeah, ne- never forget. Um, I think that's it. Uh, let's get let's uh, let's bust over to what we've been testing. And I want to about... talk about. I don't know if it's going to be what we're testing. I guess it is in what we're testing. Okay, let's we, move we on. will we will get to the the cool story of the week. But... Hey Norm, uh, Saturday we went on an adventure. It was a wonderful adventure. It was also very rainy. It was wet. <laughs> Saturday was, moist. Even. Saturday was. Really fun because it was the culmination of uh, like ten days of hell uh, since our, our relaunch. I don't want to say hell, but it was it was ten Dueling. days of eighteen hour days. Yeah, like I would wake and, up and in the it, morning and make a pot of coffee and then go sit in front of the computer until my ass was numb. And then it, and then it ended, ten hours later, it concluded. It's like when um, I played WoW. Those ten days with super happy fun times, a uh, a gathering of, of friends to uh, to build Lego and that was and have good ice cream. We built five. It took six people to build a Millennium Falcon. That was amazing. It was really cool. Um, that was by, by the way. I was so impressed with how well people came together. I mean, basically six of us to well, build we assembly that, that, that six shit. grown adults with I, I assume. But like, it could easily have been a too many cooks situation. Well, you know? no, no. I I, I accounted for that because. When Will and I were building a section, I would get out of his way and just get the pieces. Well, that's but yeah. that's what I was impressed was not just the coordination of it. Yeah, all. Yeah. it was yeah. like a mini. It was like we a mini the, fox. The car. amount of brain power. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be audited. Um, uh, yeah, we had we had a doctorate at the table. Yeah, there. Exactly. we had a PhD. Yeah, we had uh, several bachelors. Captains of in- and Gary. industry. Yeah. And it came together remark. I mean, that Falcon, which is a beautiful model, by the way. People ask me all the time, like, what Lego set should I get? The the, the currently available. Uh, Millennium Falcon Lego is, it's a, pretty is good. a fantastic model. It's fun to build, and uh, we had a great time building. I really, I, I want, I, I would love to see a finished Ultimate Collectors Series One to see what that. One has of our readers compares. just bought one and is building it, and it has oh. pictures on his Flickr page. Oh, I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah, um, I, 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 I mean, you know, it's you're looking at close to two grand for a good for one in the box and everything. I'm, it's only gonna go up from here. Maybe down. It's the road. like those Franklin Mint collectors plates. Maybe down the road. But uh, before uh, the super fun happy times, uh, we went down to and Hillary had more Aviation. fun times. Yeah, we we did. Uh, to Hillary Aviation Joey and Norm and I in San Carlos and met with, plug the uh, museum. with John, uh, John, John Collins, Collins, the paper airplane guy. I wanted to ask him if he had a brother named Tom. Now I, th- I actually think it's very, um, it's very modest of himself to simply call himself the plate, the, the paper airplane. This guy is the world champion of folding paper airplanes. Well, well he's the designer. Of, there are a lot of people who are very into paper airplanes. There, there are a lot of paper airplane books out there. Yeah. The paper airplane that has, has has the world record for being thrown the longest distance. Well, yes. This guy designed have it yet. that plane. He, he's submitting that application. It's being certified. He, okay. It's being certified by okay. Guinness. But it has broken the world record uh, distance right. uh, in an official run. Uh, yes, he designed that plane. Right. Um, 
And, and this video was utterly fascinating. Yeah, it, it was. This, it was. This guy is fantastic. Oh yeah, he's he's just like sitting down and talking to him about paper airplanes. I felt really bad because while we were sitting there having this conversation with him, little kids would walk up and be like, "Can you tell me about the paper airplane?" And he'd be like, "Oh well, I'm gonna I'll be here for a little bit longer, but I'm talking to these guys right and, now, and, and it's then for he would TV." Throw the airplane at them, right? And right. they they'd chase after it like like little puppies. The thing that I found amazing about him though was not only was is he clearly good at what he does, he was actually very smart about the he, this guy understood aerodynamics and like he really knew his stuff well if you're going to design paper airplanes yes you know, they're still airplanes well and he did a good job of breaking down really complex topics in in ways that are relatively easy to understand but and i saw you try to trip him up like throwing bernoulli at him and stuff and he was just whack it right back at you in your face well with, with even but dropping even more I knowledge know. on you i had no idea that the bernoulli thing is not is not like set in stone hard fact truth um, and, and there's a lot of conversation about that. We need to do a post about that, actually. I'll, I'm going to do some reading. This it was such an interesting piece. It. I said to Norm earlier, I think, you know, uh, that, you know, as you said, when you first relaunched the site a, a week or so ago, there were a lot of people were kind of, oh, my God, what's happened? Two you've, weeks ago you've, now. Moved, you've moved my cheese. What's happening? Where are Will and Norm? That piece of video, which I think is now kind of like the signature piece of video that shows kind of what tested is kind of the direction you're going in all downhill from here everybody loved it it's it it was so positive i think i think all the people that were worried about tested are now back on board and they get that this is going to be great or they've gone forever which is okay either way like if you don't like it we're cool in which case good feelings yeah i wouldn't say good riddance but i I mean everybody likes different stuff and it's fine if you don't like what we're doing now but again we talk about the internet and all the negativity and comments and stuff go and look at that paper plane video the most amazing thing about it is actually the fact that the comments are all positive. Yeah, never seen that Everybody before. loved no it. One. I mean, how often do you see that yeah, anywhere no, on the internet? No, I like the comment that was, hey, I really like this. Oh, man, I really like being mad, too. Yeah, <laughs> it was like they were only unhappy because they didn't have anything to hate on. Um, so, yeah, the video is really good. We got two more videos coming with John, uh, one in which he teaches Norm how to fold a paper airplane that was pretty awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be and tomorrow. the second, the third one is where he talks about the world record plane. Yes. Uh, it's, it talks about it being eight folds and the type of paper. They went through a whole bunch of different materials and learned a bunch along the way. And talks both- about getting a quarterback to throw, like a professional yeah. quarterback to throw the, the airplane. Um, and then Norm and I have a, have a bit a of a contest. contest. The thing I loved about that guy was not that he clearly knew his stuff, because plenty of people do, but it's also the ability to communicate yes. a passion and, and, and explain the science in a way that sounds interesting. And like, that is the kind of guy, like he creates scientists. Like oh, an yeah. eight-year-old kid comes up and spends five minutes with that guy yeah. and goes away thinking about aerodynamics. I would like to be an aeronautical and that, engineer. And that guy designed, and that guy's the next, that, that kid grows up to be Zeph from Cochrane. Yeah. Because, and- because of <laughs> his interaction with that dude. Or a real scientist, alternately. Um, and he uh, he does this all while throwing boomerang airplanes. That's the crazy thing. Like he'll pick up something off the, the like oh this is the center of lift of this is above the center of gravity, so it'll maintain its orientation. And yes, you chuck it and it just flies in a circle. And he's like boom, taking keeps taking, talking, reaches out of the air and grabs the airplane. As like it comes most back science, to him. aerodynamics is not a simple or easy no. to understand subject. Um, or fully the, understood. It's, it's a gift to be able to explain that sort of stuff in a way that makes sense to people that don't yeah. have yeah, a scientific, kids. you know, language. Yeah, so it was really yeah. good. It was a great, great interview. It's 15 minutes long, which I know is daunting to a lot of people. Uh, everybody who I talked to that watched it said, "Wow, I sat down in front of this and I planned to watch it for three minutes, and next thing I knew, You'd the video the was thing. over. Yeah, it just flies by, out. ironically. Yeah, because, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, a little on the nose there, Gary, <laughs> but." Uh, see what else have we been testing? Uh, I I did some. I've been learning Final Cut Pro 10. Which is uh, th- like everybody who said uh, – all of the video professionals who used Final Cut Pro 10 and then derisively said, oh, it's iMovie Plus. They're absolutely right. I don't think that that is a derisive thing to say. I think that is exactly what it is. 
I think it for somebody who knows yeah, how to use it, iMovie reasonably this well. Have been the next iteration. Well, great, great for Final people Cut on one series? end of the scale, not so yeah. great for people at the at the higher. Well, end. now that Apple's selling Final Cut Pro Seven again to people okay. who want to buy Final right. Cut Pro Seven, it's less of a controversy. So why not? Why, why isn't this just this iMovie should, Plus? This should be called iMovie, iMovie Super, or they should do the, like an Aperture thing and put something right. in between or whatever. I don't care. Semantics aside, if you've used iMovie and you find that like the built-in templates and stuff like that are too limiting for you, this is two hundred bucks, and it is it gives you. Uh, controls that you can understand, the ability to do good audio editing and leveling and stuff like that, and then uh, doesn't doesn't the two hundred bucks price point though still kind of like knock out the hobbyists a little bit? Like who's gonna um, who's gonna spend that? It depends on how serious you are about stuff. Well, if you're like Louis C.K. and you know you are not a full time video editor, but right. you want to still edit your own stuff, yeah, right. this is pretty good. Like right. I could see using this to make to make a short TV. But like show. if I'm the guy that likes iMovie and I, I want to graduate up to something a bit fancier, two hundred bucks is asking yeah, a lot. Exactly. For that well, but iMovie is pretty good. That's the that's the thing. The I mean, of all the stuff that Norm and I edited ourselves on Tested, all of that was done in iMovie. So okay. it's not like it's a... Yeah. It's pretty uh, robust it's, just on its own, yeah. Uh, it, it has massive problems, though. And when you hit up against those limitations, then it becomes really apparent right. uh, that yeah. you need something more. And the okay. nice thing is this will import your iMovie projects. So it really is iMovie super. Um, right, what else? Let's see. Death Star... Uh, Gina and I are almost done with the Death Star. So it's having right shattered the, the Death Star and the Star Destroyer after Norm the broke the Death Star, Norm has already. So you are now you've almost rebuilt it. Well, we've had we've hit some problems. We've hit a little bit of a snag because we're missing a fair number of pieces. This is like Return of the Jedi. After Death Star was destroyed, you yeah. are now rebuilding. Yeah, we're picking up off building, the, building the new one, the bits yeah. and pieces, literally yeah. picking the pieces off the floor. Um, I, I th- my suspicion. I'm not going to name any names, but my suspicion is that a lot of the missing pieces are perhaps in somebody's superstar no, destroyer. No, well, to be fair, all the pieces got mixed up. Who's to say what was what? Well, all I know is at the end of the day, uh, the Death Star is is missing some key components. Not my fault. You didn't build yours first before I built uh-huh. rebuilt mine. I mean, how yes. did you? I mean, it's one thing to clear all the pieces up, but how did you know how to separate them out? Like what? Norm building? built the Super Star Destroyer, and then what was left went back in the Death Star box. Well, I mean, that, credit to Norm for, for jumping. You know, early well, he grabbed the, the box and ran. You should look in the Super Star Destroyer box and make sure there's not any I extra will, pieces up underneath tonight. the leaves. Okay, and um, you can go on. Like I said, you can go get whatever and get the missing pieces. That's nobody because we know what pieces are missing. Good job rebuilding it very quickly, though. Yeah, we started on I think Sunday, maybe Sunday. Hold on, what day? No, Gina started sorting pieces on Saturday. I came back on Saturday, and this whole table was completely filled with like a lumber yard of pieces. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, don't we podcast on that table? Is yeah. that going to be done by Thursday? And yeah. lo and behold, it mostly eh, was. Close enough. Yeah. It was enough that we could scoop up the pieces yeah. in the bowls and yeah. get them off the table. Um, now you've built it twice. Easier the second time? Well, Gina did yes, Gina did a lot. Yeah, easier. much easier the much second time. Because all the stuff that you have to figure out the first time, because there's a, especially on this one, more so than the Star Destroyer, there's a lot of kind of like little little mechanical-y things that aren't immediately obvious how they work. And and putting it together the second time went much, much faster. Right. Uh, Gary, you've been playing Journey, which you said described as a magical experience and as a triumph. I've described it as many things, yeah. Um uh, it's a PS3 exclusive game. Yeah, it's a PSN download game. It's for, it's only for the PS3, and uh, it's been out for a couple of weeks. And there's been a lot of hype around it. People have been really, uh, you know, talking it up to the moon. I said, like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try, and uh, I downloaded it. It's a very short game. It only takes about two hours to play. You can play. Minutes, you can replay yeah. it mul- multiple times. Um, but I will say, without any uh, fear of, of hyperbole, that it is one of the most. Um, amazing games and then one of the most beautiful and affecting works of art in any medium that i think i've ever experienced it's absolutely fantastic it's wow. from the flower people right yeah it's from that game company who made flat flow and flower right and uh you know i don't want to say too much about it because it's one of these experiences it's you, experience. you just go in and experience it. anything i say about it is going to you know would kind of take away uh but take the time sit to download it it's 15 bucks it's carve out two hours of your life to sit down and just play this game and it's it's 
play that game and then try to argue to me that games are not art because it is one of the most amazing expressions of of artistry in in video gaming that i've ever experienced it's probably going to be my game of the year and i, can I really confidently like say that at the end of march that's well we said that about portal 2 last year and i, I was recall. right it was my game of the year oh really yeah okay i didn't know you made a list but okay cool well well done journey go get it beautiful it's 15 incredible. bucks right and, and also an incredible soundtrack yeah amazing so i have it i downloaded it. i haven't I, I sat down and was going to play with those goggles on and then i realized i was going to be annoyed by the goggles so i stopped no don't do that um, don't play like that but uh, I, i'm going to revisit i'm almost done with mass effect so after that uh, I bought prescription sunglasses. Okay. Have either of you guys ever done that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, bought, I bought my sunglasses or sunglasses. No, no, no. Sorry, yeah. Glasses. Of course you buy prescription glasses. Yeah. When yes, I bought my glasses, right you know, sometimes well, you get a second pair free. So I got, I got sunglasses as my second free pair. And I use them a lot when I'm driving. They're handy to have. Yeah. I, I was going to get the, the transformer lenses for no, the sunglasses. No, don't get those. But they said, they said they don't work in the car because all the glasses UV shielded and it no, requires a UV to two trigger. Separate, two separate pairs. Yeah. So, so now I have two separate pairs yeah, of glasses. Yeah. I just glasses. keep mine in the car. Usually, mostly use them for, for driving. They're great. Okay. I, I worry because I have kind of a thick prescription that the tint looks funny. I'm going to have to get your all's opinion after we're done. All right. Um, and then I guess that'll do it for uh I want to talk else? about a couple apps that I've been testing. You didn't put them on the list, so I'm sorry we can't well, do that. because I don't have access to the Google Doc on the you iPad. You do because – okay. Uh, I wrote a little bit uh, piece about Tableau Zay. And that's this the, is that's the fake. This uh, is the fake Microsoft Courier okay. uh, app wannabe. So the Microsoft Courier was that Jay Allen The folding project, tablet. The folding yeah. tablet with two screens. Never reach a real product. Everybody loved the idea, but yes. Microsoft killed it. There was it. a yeah. video that was leaked on Gizmodo, Bomber. and uh, Bomber, Gates actually killed it because uh, it was before he retired. Um, it was in 2010. Um, no. Well, no, it was presented to Gates. Yeah. And, and he, as, he advis- killed as an advisor, okay. uh, he, he recommended that he killed it. But they went with uh, Sanofsky and, and that department, eight, that whole department that, that Jay Allard. The tribe. Uh, that, okay. That so now there's like a virtual stuff. courier yeah, on so, your iPad. So uh, two fans made a uh, an app that simulates that experience on the so, iPad. It's um, three bucks. Is um, it any good? Because usually right when now. usually when you see those things that are like simulating something that was seen in a demo video yeah. or something like that, usually they're garbage. I it is a little. It's definitely slow. Uh, web browsing, which is amazing, awesome on Safari. Yeah. Uh, feels I would not say I would not say as slow as uh, browser on Android. Okay. But definitely not as smooth as Safari is. And the reason for that is that be- this app actually introduces multitasking um, on the iPad. So on one pane, I have a full web browser, which I can replace with a map okay. or whatever. And on the other side, I have my journal, mm-hmm. which I can r- scribble notes or clip stuff from the web browser and paste in the journal. And that actually works really well. And if someone wants to browse the web and cl- clip pictures and clip s- notes and links and stuff and put it on a a journal that they can sync to the cloud and view on their desktop. Uh, this app actually does that very well. I'm going to go and just take my comments about the tricorder and I think I'm going to copy and paste them in here. Okay. Not for uh, you. I'm not, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I'm maybe not. It's, just, it's a novelty. Like if you're going to build this from the, like saying that you can take the thing that the people would have spent two or three years working on a massive team of people and that two dudes can make something well, that kind of mimics that. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm, the it software. Works. In order for that to work, the soft, the amount of work that goes into building a software experience like that is astounding. Yeah, and and of course, and of course you're going to get part of it was the hardware component of a tablet that f- folded like a book. Yeah, and it has gonna, multi yeah, multi touch so obviously uh, pressure points the on the stylus. IPad all that right, kind doesn't of stuff. fold like a book. Styluses don't work great on the iPad anyway. Um, 
If I wanted, I'd, honestly, I'd rather have a Galaxy Note if I wanted to do this sort of thing. That's a mean thing. We to actually say. didn't talk about the Galaxy Note. They've sold, they've not shipped, but sold five million of those. That's a lot. That's in a in lot. the US? No, globally. I have, a, oh. I have a friend who swears by. I, before I knew what the Galaxy Note was, a friend of mine had one. And he said, I, I, I couldn't work without this thing. They love it. Well, the reason it's, having, it's not selling particularly well in the US is because it's tied to a data contract. If you could buy it as a PDA, like a standalone thing, I, I could kind but of for see like, that. But for like productivity, for like, you know, the businessman on the go or whatever, mm-hmm. they, you, know, get, you, you get sent a blueprint or a thing you annotate it with your little stylus send it back people people really are liking it i wish i had the kind of job where people would send me blueprints and i annotate them and send them back that sounds like it'd be really fun you know mm. annotation apps on on P, uh, pdf annotation apps are expensive on yeah the iPad. i i'm aware yes we had to buy an annotation app uh, to annotate contracts and stuff uh and it was 10 bucks it was yeah. an incredible expense wow i know ten dollars wow ten dollars for a, for a useful thing i know um what else <laughs> what what uh, justice what other things have uh, we been testing um, you said you had a couple of apps. Oh, the other app I haven't really used it yet. Uh, came out today. Paper. We'll talk oh, I don't want to talk week. about that then. We'll talk about yeah. it next week. Well, um, pa- I mean, paper is interesting because it actually comes from some of the people that worked on the courier. Yeah, so, uh, but we just got it. We don't know what it, yeah. really what it is yet. So we'll we'll come back to that. I think. Good talk, guys. All right. Um, I have a couple things that are in progress of testing. Uh, got to do go come back to them. But I've got a remote shutter for the iPhone that I'm going to try using for stop motion photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'll be kind of interesting okay. and. Um, Something else I don't want to talk about yet. So, all right. Uh, I guess uh, I'm going to play the email song, and then we'll take an email. Emails? Well, but we do the other one. Emails? It's, no, we don't do emails. We do emails. No, 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 no. Questions. Boom. I like that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I wish we had one. those for everything. Yeah, it's cool. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any emails this week. Good. I realized that as I was wow. playing the song. Uh, if you have questions, uh, so I guess what that means, we had a couple, but they were either too long or sounded bad, so I'm not going to run them. Uh, if you would People like still to... still sending in bad-sounding eh, questions, uh, despite all the That's... warnings. They just don't listen. Maybe maybe they think that it sounds good, and I have higher standards. Uh, if you have a question, send it to podcast.tested.com. The email address is podcast.tested.com. Keep them short, under 45 seconds, please. Uh, and make sure it doesn't sound like you're recording it while you're driving a dump truck down a mountainside. So. All right. Uh, and that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we have six minutes left, so I'm going to play the out music. And then we are going to talk about fake outtakes. Gary Whitta, Norman Chan, thank you as always for coming by. And we'll be back next Thursday with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Uh, and this outro music is from uh, somebody whose name starts with M. I can't remember. Hi there, I didn't see you. Tested. I don't even remember where that's from. That was from the Maddened Man, and I think it was from uh, Temple Run. That's so right. I'm not sure. Oh, the Maddened Man has sent, it, sent in several. Well, we're kind of low on that queue, too. I've gone through a lot of them. Some of them I'm not going to run because they're about Nazis do, or something. Need a re-up. Um, <gasps> so, and some of, them, some of the really good ones don't have a download link, so I can't actually uh, use them. Okay. So if you want to clip something out, the template is just search for tested raw outro file. It takes you right to the form thread, and you can post it there. Okay. Perfect. Norman Chan, you have seen... Are we, are we in fake outtakes already? This is fake outtakes. Okay. So and, express and edition. Perfect. We only have five minutes. Yeah, I gotta run. Uh, yeah, you want to talk... We have, uh, well, let's talk about whatever Gary wants to talk about and send well, him on his way. Uh, I, I want to have my Nazi moment. Is there anything left? Oh, no. <laughs> what, yeah, I want to have my Nazi moment. I, I like the sound of this. <laughs> Great show, guys. We'll see you all next <laughs> yeah. week. Like, uh, oh, I saw this movie trailer uh, the other night um, for this movie. I think it's called... Jiro oh, Dreams of Sushi. That's right. Jiro, thank you. Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's about... Looks great. Uh, one of the world... Uh, 
possibly the, the, the world's, world's greatest yeah. sushi chef. Ooh. Um, and it's fascinating because his restaurant is not a glamorous thing. It's it's a hole in the wall place in the Tokyo subway station. In the Tokyo subway station with 10 mm. seats Well, only. I saw a trailer for this. Yeah. Well, th- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, there's a whole documentary about his craft. He's I think he's 85 years old. So he's getting there. Uh, his son works for him. There are only 10 seats in his restaurant. People travel from all over the world to, sit, to have an opportunity. They pay top dollar to eat there. They have to make reservations. You still have to make reservations. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain's been there apparently. I'm not surprised. You have to make reservations months in advance if, if you want to schedule something there. Oh, really? Um, is it the kind of place not, you can't just be walking through the Tokyo I think subway there, station. There probably are. I mean, there are long lines, probably like a limited number of seats. Right, ten um, tables. I mean, yeah, ten seats on ten a counter. Seats. Oh, so is this the kind of counter where you sit down and they just bring you food and you don't have any well, choice in what you get? Because I, mean, I love if, that. If it's if if it's going to be the number one sushi chef in the world, I don't think you're going to be able to order off a menu. The, uh, the trailer for it make is... whatever um, he wants to make. The trailer for it is on iTunes. Norman and I both tweeted it this morning. It looks fascinating. I want to go see this movie. Yeah, I, can't, I saw the trailer for it before a movie that we watched the other day, but I don't remember what it was. So uh, it, I think the, the movie's out in San Francisco. It's, uh, it's in Embarcadero or something, right? Yeah. I'm probably going to watch it. At the local um, art house. So, but it's, it's my Nazi moment because uh, Matt Rory tweeted at me, apparently this guy is uh, he's, he's a notable racist. Can you just uh, say that? I mean, you, you, you just smeared this guy's really? reputation. I said apparently. I, I, don't think you, I don't think you can just put told, apparently on the front of a sentence and that makes well, it Well, this okay. is what Matt Rory told me. Norm could go to jail if this was France or England. I, I am very worried because now I'm considering like what – because the whole time I was watching the trailer, I was thinking, Would wow, you eat racist, racist what, no, sushi? No, no, no. When I was watching – before I heard that he could possibly be you know, a racist, all I want to do was eat at that sushi place. Yeah, of course. I would make it a live stream to travel to Tokyo – you make it a live and, stream? And, and a, li- a live stream. My oh, dream oh, oh, oh. Yes. to eat there. Not only because... Although I wouldn't put it past Norm to live stream it. Yeah, it seems exactly. like a thing to do. It would make sense for me Get that. kicked out. But, yeah. but not only because potentially it's the greatest sushi in the world, three Michelin stars, yeah. but also... That's crazy in the subway. That's nuts. But also because of how exclusive it is, and I'm all about the exclusive stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, but, now that there's a movie about it, you're never going to be able to get in. Exactly. Yeah. Which makes it even more exclusive. Well, yeah. I mean, as a, as a, as a hipster, is it now, has, isn't it now like past Mainstream. the point where you'd well, be interested? Just because not a lot of people know about it doesn't mean that the people are going to be able to get there. Mm. And the dude is really old. Right. So, but now I'm wondering, you know, would I, would I eat the sushi from a, a man who... So this is like I would drink coffee brewed by Nazis if it was really good. You're right. saying we established you, you would, that you, you are sushi you do not made care. by a racist. Gary yeah. does not care about the provenance of his food if it is high quality. Right. So I'm wondering what the same thing Are you a Gary on. or are you a Will, Norm? Because I don't eat McDonald's because it's an evil, faceless, multinational corporation. But McDonald's is crap for the most no, part. No, you've got to get your reasoning straight. You just said you don't eat it because you think the food is crap. You didn't have an ideological uh, Yeah, problem. I know. I just saw the just saw the fish bites on the list. I was yeah. trying to tie that in so we could do a nice segue. But thanks for uh, ruining that. Gary. Well, we had a good we had a good we had you a, know, we have a good segue from sushi to uh, fish McBites. I don't want to talk about the McDonald's <laughs> thing at all. <laughs> okay. I, we, I, we don't have to. I don't care. I want to talk about it. Norm and I enjoyed uh, filet of fish before we yeah, came over. Yeah, before we came to the podcast, Gary and I had a lunch date and had filet fish and some chi- and we brought you some chicken, chicken bites. bites which you rejected i haven't eaten mcdonald's in probably eight years when, I, 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 just, years just as a nice little etiquette pro tip when somebody is thoughtful enough to bring you food no and don't, dipping don't, sauces. Look, don't look at it down your nose and say i don't eat that Two kind of i'm gonna go ahead sauces. And hit, let me tell you something i would i, I would if, say oh thank you very much it's so thoughtful you put it to one side and just don't eat it if, don't, don't say don't reject it in front of the person that took the time to bring it, it on to the you. floor if if we hadn't known each other for so long and you weren't fully fucking aware of my mcdonald's position did, what did i say to you hold on hold on i hold said on. no i said will probably yeah. won't eat it because he's a fucking snob 
no. when it comes to food. But let's let's at least let's be know. nice and bring in bring in something. So this is your version of the conversation. I'm going to reenact the conversation as I see it in my head. Hey, guess what? We can really troll the shit out of Will by bringing him some McDonald's chicken McBites and see what he says, and then we can accuse him of being a snob. I know exactly how this happened. This, this, this is, actually, is what that's happened. Actually, that's actually it nothing actually, like it. Actually, how it did happened. not happen that way. Uh-huh. We were sitting. We we were eating. And we said, oh, we're heading over Will's. And Gary said, oh, you know, should we have brought him Will something? I said, ah, I don't think he's going to like it. But you know what? Let's bring him something I said, anyway. he's probably not going to eat it because we know he doesn't like McDonald's. But uh-huh. you know what? It's still a nice thing to do. It's a nice we gesture. Totally but you know what? Sincere. I apologize. Well, you never, you never have to worry about it happening. I apologize. You, for extra you never have to worry about us being thoughtful again. I appreciate in your, that. In your direction. I appreciate and we want that. to show off the, the creative. Uh, the, the, the origami box. The engineering was impressive. Yes, the it, way that the box more folds out than the to, food to inside. cup holders. Yeah. Yes, that is we pretty rad. We like that. Yeah. Well, now I feel like a real heel, so I apologize. What's left? Because uh, I've got to go. Your it's special it, lady friend made me some phenomenal ice cream. Yeah, she makes her own ice cream, and it's very, she's it is, very good at it. I, like, I thought I was good at making ice cream, but she completely She has a Cuisinart, um, you know, stand. We have the so, same thing. And you can get the fr- get basically the, the frozen bowl. It's KitchenAid, I think. Uh, which, yeah, KitchenAid, yeah, stand mixer, and you can get a bowl that's that, that you can make ice cream in, and she's got it's become a hobby of hers, and she's very good at making ice. cream I've always been skeptical, and we're, and we're, and we're all the beneficiary of it. Yeah, well, kind that's of. That's great. Yeah, well, um, let's see what else is on the list. Oh, best mailbag ever. Oh yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get in the business of rating mailbags because I think that's it, a well, it, slope. it was a good one. It was a really good mailbag. Did you see the A Team action figures yet? Yes, and I look forward to taking the one that is mine. <laughs> the guy, I, the guy that sent those in, yeah. sent me a tweet to say, "Don't make sure that you get the one that is meant for you because that wasn't just for Will and Norm. That's yes. for you as well." Oh, I thought so. we'd put use them to decorate the podcast room at the new office. Well, we'll see how we'll, we'll we see. What I mean, if you want, I mean, we well, don't have to have Howling Mad. You, I mean, you made you made a, a secondary you, you, character. You made a point of pointing out that the that the Lego satellite is community property. So I'm just making yeah, sure that exactly. you know that yeah. there's a, it's a community of three. Lego satellite is going to go. I, well, I have plans for it, but after my plans are complete, it will be on display. I know. In an undisclosed location. Okay. okay. Well, right. uh, we obviously don't want to give our home addresses out, so we're not going to be accepting any mailbags until you get established. Until we get new our new. Well, hold on. No, yeah. you can send them to Norm's house. It's I, um, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> hold on a second. Let me just. Well, you were going to have a garage sale outside your front door. Yeah. I mean, that would have given well, you. When we have the garage sale, I will give All my right, address out, but not out, before. But not okay. before. Um, but I uh, actually, uh, some people have asked about the old Testicle stickers with one of the old logo, and I have a ton of those stickers. Maybe I want to see it's a couple hundred of them. Um, I think when we get the new office, we can have when we have mail. regular mail, we can have people send like self-addressed. Oh, that's a good idea. And they can write notes and draw on them, and we can keep you know the envelopes, but mail the other envelope. We'll keep, so back. you'll send us an envelope and an envelope. We'll keep exactly. the outside envelope and decorate send the, the old envelope, envelope back with a sticker in it for exactly. you. Exactly. I really have Perfect. to run. That's it for me. Thank you, Gary. We'll see you guys next week. Right. Uh, good show as always, gentlemen. Bye. Back up your hard Bye. drives. Why back up your hard drive? Oh, yeah, do oh. that. Don't, don't be like Oh, me. we didn't no, talk about I, this. No, Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about next, week. next week. Okay, Gary's having an adventure. Bye, guys. Bye.